0: This is just calm down with John Shrink. This is episode 19 of just calm down. Thanks for coming back. Hey, welcome back. Hey, first time here. Welcome. Don't touch my hand. I don't want the Corona. All right. Do not touch me. Keep your distance. You shouldn't be here. Honestly go home. What are you, what are you doing here? We're supposed to be uh socially distancing and I am losing my mind on social media. <laughs> Haven't been into the office since Friday. It's fortunate. Uh, it's, it's times like these where I'm really fortunate that I have such an inconsequential job and an inc- inconsequential role in the in the entire scheme of things. That, that's why I try to find value in uh, doing stand-up comedy and in this podcasting and, and uh, shit posting online and pissing people off about politics. Got a great conversation with my good friend and fellow comedian Michael Holder. We recorded for 3 hours, folks, and I'm I'm no Joe Rogan, okay? I cut it down to 2. I may, I made it digestible. People don't want 3, people want 2. People don't want Lord of the Rings 3. They want Lord of the Rings 1. They want something that's easily digested in in two full hours. Uh, I I think it was a good conversation. I I I'll get into it here in a second on the interview, but he he, he voted for Trump and he's not going to be doing it again, and what what happens? I I don't know. Do I convince him to vote for Bernie Sanders? Would I release it if I didn't? I don't know. You're going to have to 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 listen all two hours and find out, or you could just skip right to the end, but that's no fun. This is a no-spoilers podcast, okay? Things are wild. It's 3 a.m. the night after the not-Ohio primary. It was Canceled by Governor Mike DeWine. I, I don't have time to go into all of it, but it's it's been a wild week. Bernie did not dominate in the debate against Biden and in the way that you that you kind of wish that he would. Uh, fr- a lot of frustrating things coming from the Bernie camp, but uh, it's not over. They're acting like it's over. Everybody's talking condescending, like Bernie needs to drop out. We need to unify. This is a this is a tragic moment, and th- th- we're just seeing we're seeing the Democratic Party for what it really is and when we're seeing the dividing line between the people who want to protect party interests and and people who are interested in protecting working people and it's 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 becoming more and more obvious and you know we are we are merely a few days into this isolation period because of this virus and a lot of us are i think because uh we're Optimistic, you know. I'm in the I'm in a kind of the business professional class, so uh, pretty privileged. Don't don't live a life of much struggle. But I think we think this is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna not go into the office for a couple weeks, and then things are gonna go back to normal. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I think this country is going to be fundamentally changed at the end of this. Whether this is over by by mid April. Or um, you know, nobody's going into their workplaces until the end of August. I don't know. So you know, we're talking about these elections, and but yeah, so I I went and voted early on Monday because I was so like I was scared that there was gonna there weren't gonna be any poll workers in Ohio on Monday because uh, people are afraid of getting sick. Poor workers are old. They don't they're not going to show up. They're idiot, like they're idiots if they show up um, and uh, they didn't have to because the uh, the governor of Ohio, he, he pulled some stuff and I have to give him credit. Mike DeWine, Republican governor, he, he did the right thing. And the Ohio Democratic Party is now trying to sue because he canceled. He canceled the, the elections to save people's lives. Meanwhile, uh. Illinois, Florida, and Arizona had elections, had insane lines, had packed out polling locations. Thousands, if not tens of thousands of people are going to get deadly sick and die because of decisions made by the Democratic Party and by failure to act by uh, both parties of government in those states. So what a time to be alive folks what a time to be in end times it's uh things are going to get i think things are going to get a lot worse before they get better but uh feeling good saint patrick's day right now bernie sanders uh, has been addressing been addressing the public every day about about the virus uh in in a way that makes him look incredibly presidential and i i wish that we were not fighting this such painfully uphill battle against the, the news media and and the two parties that uh, that it serves the interests of nobody gets to see the truth about Bernie unless they're seeking it out and how do you get it in front of people other than to engage with them one on one. And uh, I don't I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if there is an answer to that other than to be creating our own media and hoping people will seek it out and also just talking to people and having conversations. Uh, I learned a lot about my friend Michael Holder in in this interview, and uh, I hope you learn a lot about him, too. So let's do it. Oh, I guess before we get into the interview, I should say that uh, all comedy shows from here on out are canceled (laughs) forever. Um, We're going to see how this landscape continues to shift. But uh, if you're listening to this the day that it drops, uh, there's going to be we're going to be doing a live stream on the Go Bananas Comedy Club instagram page at eight o'clock wednesday night march 18th and i think we'll probably do this indefinitely on wednesdays uh in into the future as everyone is stuck inside and not going into social situations so uh it, it'll be a comedy show of sorts um i'll be hosting it at least this first one and uh comics will connect via their phone at the, in their apartment in their house wherever they're living and uh, we'll do some banter. Maybe they'll do some new bits, and we'll uh, we'll we'll share the love and socialize in a in a safe way that uh, doesn't get anybody infected. I'm afraid that I'm infected, folks. I am terrified. Um, I've been mostly quarantined or uh, socially isolated since uh, about Friday night. But you know, I've gone. I've I've. I'm afraid. Maybe I, I contracted it earlier in the week, last week, or uh, or when I went and voted yesterday. So. So really, my number continues to reset every time I go out in public. So who knows? It's scary times, but uh, you know, uh, stay hydrated, eat healthy. It's it's hard to do, but to do your best to take care of your body. I, I read that a lot of the complications that people die from with this virus. Um, I mean, some people are dying straight up from the virus, but some people just from general uh, lack of nutrition, and then the, the virus taking over. So chug, chug a glass of water right now. Just do it. I'm constantly dehydrated, and I hate myself for it. But uh oh, and before I forget, I did two awesome podcasts last week. Uh, I was a guest on two different podcasts, the first being Puzzle Buddies, a podcast for adults with your host, Andrew Rudick, local comedian, very funny gentleman, good buddy of mine puzzle buddy of mine. We did not complete the puzzle, if you can believe that. We goofed around with Lee Kimbrell. It was a lot of fun. And then I was also on the All City podcast with Danny Babcock. Danny is a local artist. Uh, I Graffiti might not be, that might be considered a slur. I don't know. Um, but he does some amazing art. Uh, you, If you're in Cincinnati, you've probably seen some of his stuff. Uh, incredibly talented guy and incredibly insightful guy. We had an awesome conversation. That was all politics. Not a lot of goofing around on that one, but, um, you know, we talked politics, we talked some conspiracy theories and that was a blast. So that's the all city podcast. So check those out. I'll, I'll put a link in the description to both of those, um, either directly to the podcast or to their like Instagram page or something, but please check those out. They were a lot of fun, and subscribe to those. There's a lot of uh, great local stuff going on. You know, you've got time now, right? You're quarantined. You can't go and socialize out in public. You gotta, you gotta consume. You know, we've we've been moving in this direction for years, and it's culminating in this moment. We've been sucked into our phones, and now our phones are our social life. So, accept it, lean into it. Let's let's do this. All right, I am here out in Mainville, Ohio by Kings Island Amusement Park. Really uh, exciting time to be alive. I'm here in the home of uh the sole funder of this podcast the guy who gave me the recorder to do this whole thing and uh he voted for donald trump in 2016 so this entire socialist podcast is being funded by a donald trump voter ladies and gentlemen it's michael holder hello <laughs> what an intro i meant to mention uh-huh. the fact that you know you're an entrepreneur and a an, uh, independent businessman and uh you know a, st- a hilarious stand-up comedian but i went with trump supporter because you know, that's, you know, that gra- that's what grabs the headlines
1: you could have just said like a white 50 year old male too problematic Because they would have figured out the trump part is as as yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 makes more than fifty thousand a year that kind of thing uh so yeah uh i guess i i've not really done any interviews uh, on this podcast so we're gonna see how this thing goes but uh just wanted to just wanted to talk paul you know we you text me a lot we text back and forth about what's going on with the election um you have expressed that you are not planning on voting for trump again uh so maybe we can talk a little bit about like what what how you've gotten to the place that you are politically uh before now and like kind of what you maybe you're looking for into the future so maybe to, like how how long have you been politically engaged? Cuz a lot of people don't even vote or pay attention or have any idea who anybody besides Donald Trump is. Like you t- I've gone door knocking and said, "Hey, what do you know about Bernie Sanders?" and they're like, "Nothing. I don't know who that is." People don't know a lot of shit. So you clearly know some shit. So like where uh where where did it all start? Like what's you know what, what was the first election you you voted
1: in? Uh I don't, you know, I'm not sure if I actually remember cuz I think uh you know when i was you know 18 to 25 um i think voter, I, yeah it would be interesting to see the stats what voter turnout was for that demographic but because i i'm pretty sure that like nobody my age back then was politically engaged and now we also don't have the internet for the, the most internet. part i'd so, say you know, that
0: that's the case now at the, the the numbers are obviously jumping up a bit but you know there's still Most young people don't get into it.
1: I mean, it's, you know, I think also, I mean, we didn't have the internet. So, you know, the amount of information available, and we only had, what, three TV stations. So it's like the amount of information. Yeah, the amount of information available to us uh, wasn't nearly as easy as it is now. Right. So if you you were to be politically engaged, you really had to go after it. and then I went through... I mean, I always say that I think everyone is a socialist at some point in their life. And it's generally when you're 18 to 25 because you don't have an, any money, you know, or you, you just kind of go through this phase, you know, where I think you're just... You know, I went through a Marxist phase. And, yeah. Um, did, but, you read, I, did you actually read Marx and stuff? I actually re- read that stuff and right. I got really into it, but... but You've it's done like, more than I have. I think you're just <laughs> young and... You know, I think you, when you're young, um, you're easily angered, uh, you're easily, I mean, you're, you're struggling and the struggle, whether it's financial or whatever, it's usually just, it's just where you are in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the age that people are soldiers, you know, that's the age that people, you know, do that kind of stuff. So I think you're just more inclined to want to fight for something, um, and, uh, and then, uh, and then I just don't think I was political at all for most of my adult life. Cause then you, you know, you, you get your first job and you, and your first apartment, you know, without a roommate. And then, you know, you just start hitting these sort of these, these, uh, mileposts in your life. Uh, uh, I didn't get married and have kids, but you know, a lot of people, you know, when they hit 30 or something, they get married, they have kids mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Maybe that's when they first start to get involved because there's school board levy issues uh. and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think, but I, you could, there's probably some sort of pattern to it. But I don't feel like I was political at all. I was always, I love history. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a military history buff. My dad uh, fought in the Vietnam War. I'm a Civil War history buff. I love reading about like everything all the way back to the Revolutionary War. So I really, like American history, uh, and I always have. I don't know why that didn't translate into much younger po- political interest. Yeah, that's really that, um, that is
0: interesting. If you're that, if you're that inclined to American history, which is built on a revolution and and voting. Yeah, it's interesting that you didn't. And uh, I, I I see a point that you have about the the you know that that's like a that's a meme that you see and you hear it. It's like oh, and you're when you're young, you're a liberal. And then once you have to actually pay taxes, you're a Republican. And, uh, I don't know. I think, I think that's especially changing nowadays where income equality is becoming so drastic, you know, like I'm 31 years old now, and I've never been further to the left than I am right now. And I continue to find myself being yeah. further radicalized as I see the way things are going. Um, but just back to that initial quote do you like, do you remember who was the first, the, the first like presidential election that you participated in? Do you remember?
1: I, I think it was, uh, it was W, um.
0: Really? Oh wow, really?
1: But no, no. I think I, I think I voted for Clinton.
0: Okay, but that was gonna be the next question. Have you ever, have I've, you ever voted for a Dem? But it's not okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, I voted for Obama too.
0: All right. I, um, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So you're, really, so you're really, you're, you an Obama to Trump voter. I didn't know that either. Did you vote for Obama in 2012? Yes. And 08.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Uh, I think for so for so for me personally. It's like you 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 have to separate the person from the politics, and I think I I really make an active um yeah I really try to handle them separately because I think that I mean I, now the and the question is like how how much can you hate the person and like the politics before you you know uh, before you can't vote for him anymore yeah, because I, I mean I don't see Trump to me when I was in college we had the we had the Trump. We had the we had the Trump board game. It was like Monopoly, but it was oh Trump. Oh my god! Uh, and it was like it was like Trump money and Trump properties and all that kind of stuff. That's insane. And that was in, and that would would have been in
0: eighty, eighty okay. eight, eighty nine. Um, so he's really got so b- busted onto the scene as a as a popular culture icon. Yeah.
1: So I always I have always pushed back when people say he's a reality TV star. It's like no, yeah. he didn't. Just do most that. recently, he didn't do that until yeah. He didn't do that
0: um, until all the other shit failed.
1: Yeah. And I don't buy the whole TV reality or TV star thing because, uh, I mean, Oprah's a TV star. I mean, she's an actress. She's. Yeah. And those you know, say, and, she's and, you know, like. I mean, an, I
0: I call him a reality TV star too, but I also wouldn't vote for somebody like Oprah. But a lot of those people who are like, oh, he's a stupid reality guy. And also, Oprah is Bay and she's going to be a, my next president. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's bullshit.
1: Yeah, so but um I can't remember what was the Yeah, kinda was der- I kind of I kind of derailed No, no, bit. I but I've I no, I have voted uh, I really even though there were things about I think the jury is still out on Obamacare uh and, in what and way? Ha- Well, it, you know, I've been self-employed for 5 years. Yeah. And also, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not that you know, I've become more conservative in the past 5 years. It, it may or may not be. Mhm. Um, uh, but you know, I pay my own healthcare. Right. And,
0: and five you, do years, you, ag- do you get, you get healthcare through the Obamacare marketplace? I did. Well, way? I do. I, don't, I, I do. honestly don't know. I, cause yeah. I was on my parents until I was 26 because of Obamacare. And then now I'm on my employer insurance. So I don't know how that whole thing works if you're self-employed, but like you're not below a certain income. I don't know how it works. Yeah.
1: Well, all the plans that are available. I mean, I, I go through a broker, but it's the same plan and I don't pay, you know, she gets like a commission, but mm-hmm. it's like all the plans. If I go on the marketplace um, and my income, the only difference is like I have a friend that makes a fraction of what I make and we have this exact same health care plan uh, through the marketplace Okay. and he pays, you know, half of what I pay. Um, so... What what I what I have noticed in the past five years is that my 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 health care premium and I've had the same health care plan, very high deductible for five years. My monthly premium five years ago was like two sixty five a month. This year I'm paying four seventy a month. Um, and the two
0: sixty a month, was that under Obamacare?
1: That was also under Ob- okay. yeah. Yeah.
0: And it has increased as that your much? wages it have increased or just it's just increased?
1: well the premium has increased by that much and and some people argue that essentially what i'm doing since i don't get any subsidy at all i pay the the full premium my premiums have gone up because i'm essentially paying the difference between my premium and my friend's premium for the same plan i'm so it's a it is a form of tax to pay for people that can't afford wouldn't normally be able to afford the same plan. Yeah. If that makes it. But that's why I said the jury's still, because I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. What I'm saying is that's, you know, I mean, we all know healthcare has become more expensive and.
0: Yeah. Well, I think at this point, I think we're getting bogged down in like private health insurance details that suck and everybody hates and is stupid. But yeah, I, I I think a point that you're making is that, I mean, really when you think about it, uh, Paying into any private health insurance plan, you are subsidizing people who are putting less into that same health insurance company, you know, like people who make more money and are putting more into the, so people who say, well, I don't want to pay for other people's health care," It's like, well, you already are. It's just people who are at Blue Cross Blue Shield or Aetna or whatever, as opposed to one single payer system where everybody's paying into it to a certain extent and everybody gets the same. The same. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not a fan of Obamacare, would you say? Would well, you say that I'm, much?
1: No, I'm saying that I'm I'm I've always been suspicious of it because yeah. of what I hear and from you know on the news or what I read or whatever. But but the fact is, I mean, I healthcare is getting more expensive. I can afford to pay my own, even though it keeps keeps going up and up and up. Uh, and I don't know. I I don't know if it's the a good system or not. Because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to see, you know, when Trump has talked about, you know, getting rid of it or overthrowing. Yeah, you know, I think what Obama did was great. We needed some something, right? And my God, to be the first president to ever offer any solution. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. there's it, there's nothing wrong if it's not perfect. I think they sort of figured out you know, that, that maybe some things weren't working or some things were, and...
0: It and worked for the time being, and, like, it helped. It absolutely helped people. It got people covered who would never have been able to be covered, and it got rid of pre-existing conditions, which is awesome, but obviously things like the individual mandate, which Trump got rid of, for for whatever that's worth, I get that's a good thing, um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it's a system that can't... It's not going to sustain itself, and, yeah, a lot of people, even people who aren't self-employed, people who work, you know, uh, blue-collar jobs they that don't have health care through their employer they they can't afford their health care it's insane you know i've heard I've heard mixed
1: things about about the healthcare care systems in other countries and you don't the hardest thing is you know like I said back to where you know when I was 18 years old you know to 25 we didn't have the 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 sources of information that we have now and that's mm-hmm. a good and bad thing now we have like the internet and we have all this you know, two thousand TV channels and all this kind of stuff, but it's still you don't know. How do you know what to what to believe? Yeah. They're all, you know, people rip on Fox News for being biased, and and the, and they are, but but so is NBC and so is CNN. Well, and so is
0: every outlet, and I mean, I think you're especially seeing lately uh, the way that the this particular election and the previous one is being covered is that they're all incredibly biased towards uh, a certain uh, toward a certain end and the. Their interest is not to inform us, but to uh, push the propaganda of the of of their donors, of whoever it is that's that's funding them. Uh, You know, Bernie Sanders was just on Fox News two nights ago. Yeah, they're they've been more fair to him in the two town halls that he's done on there than CNN and MSNBC have been over the past five years.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I was excited about talking to you, you know, which I do all the time if you're just hanging out with like-minded people all the time and that's
0: scrolling Twitter all day, like I do.
1: Yeah. But if you're just hanging around like-minded people, there's no, there's no discourse. There's no, um, which is,
0: which is a problem with a lot of things. Most notably people were talking about on, on Fox, on MSNBC, on CNN, these people are all incredibly wealthy and they're hanging out with other incredibly wealthy people in Manhattan. So they're like, There's no Trump supporters. There's no Bernie supporters. Like, no, like I don't even know anybody who supports Bernie. It's like, well, yeah, because you don't know anybody who makes less than like a million dollars a year. Like you, you're in a bubble and I'm, you know, I'm sitting at a desk, I'm on Twitter, I'm hanging out with socialist organizations. I'm in that bubble, but I, you know, I try to break out of it, but there's a lot. That's why in the mainstream media that all you see is these very siloed, very narrow points of view because they're not reaching like their idea of of reaching across reaching out to somebody else is like a republican interviewing a democrat where it's like but these these aren't this is not a conservative versus a socialist this is two people defending two parties that are parties of the ultra wealthy so yeah. these aren't these aren't opposing ideologies these are slightly different ideologies and then one believes in gay marriage and the other doesn't you know yeah as opposed to you and I who like we probably oppose each other on certain issues, but we also have a lot of commonality because like we have similar class interests and you don't see that. I think uh, represented much in mainstream media is, is class disparity. All you see is like black versus white, gay versus straight man versus woman, which there are obviously differences between those two things. But like there's way, there's way more when you're talking about politics, class disparity has a much bigger effect on people's lives than whether or not there are any of those certain p- things. For sure.
1: Yeah. And, and I and I don't know the solution for that stuff because I, you know, classic Marxism is, is, is forced equality. You know, I mean, literally, however you have to do it, taking from the rich and redistributing wealth to try to even the field. And... And historically, that's that's uh, never gone very well. Like it's always ended up in in physical violence, usually because the rich don't want to don't want you to take their that take their or, that stuff, or whoever but,
0: is uh, installed as the leader becomes an authoritarian. Um, yeah, I, I would argue that that's not the result of Marxism, and uh, I, I don't I don't think the idea of Marxism is to force anything but to like. Have an economy that works that provides equity for everybody, as opposed to a tiered system that allows people like Jeff Bezos to make a crazy amount of money, while people who make your hamburgers, uh, you know, can't afford rent.
1: That yeah, Amazon's a really interesting thing because I mean, I I'm not everyone picks on Jeff Bezos all the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, they don't really seem to go after Bill Gates that much anymore, but I think it's just because he, I mean, he's so unbelievably charitable now. Now he still That's he still is certainly. a gazillionaire, but I mean right. I think that the I think Bill, Bill Gates and and I think Amanda I think his wife uh, Melinda Melinda they have uh, you know their foundation has done amazing things. So, mm-hmm. um, but I've also heard that he was a real he was a real you know yeah tough one when, when he I, was younger too. He might just be mellowing as he gets older. Or
0: I th- I think I think you 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 bring up a good point and I. I honestly don't know enough about Microsoft and, and the way that things came up, but I, I would say that a lot of the criticism that gets leveled at Jeff Bezos is, is the way that he treat you know, that workers are treated at Amazon. Um, just the kind of working conditions that people are put under and the kind of expectations that are put on, on people in the entry level roles and things like that. um, And, but and, they and, and continuing to buy, you know, he, he, he's buying, you know, he bought up, he bought up Whole Foods. He bought up the Washington post. He's starting, He's starting to buy all these things in ways where we're like, okay, well, is he gonna, is he gonna own everything, and then we're gonna just have to worship him?
1: Well, and I, you know, I, am not a, a huge fan of the government getting involved in the in the private sector, but you know, the monopoly laws, you know, hopefully will. Um, you know, stem that at some point, but
0: you would hope, but I mean, I, I, I it's a good question. From my perspective, those, those monopoly laws might as well not exist anymore, you know, because things like Disney, they're buying up all these properties. Like almost every movie that's in the theaters is owned by Disney at this point. Like Fox is Disney and all, all this stuff, which is, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's, um, and I, I think, I, I feel like you would probably agree with this. Like that's, that's a great example of a place where the government needs to, to play a role because otherwise, we're just being dictated by this specific corporation because they own all the news media. They dictate what is allowed to be said on TV, what's allowed to be said online to at a certain point. Like we don't quite see that yet, but that's something going on with some of the tech companies where they deplatform people like Alex Jones or all these other people, which regardless mm-hmm. of how you feel about what they're saying, like why are we allowing the, the CEO of Twitter and Mark Zuckerberg to decide whether or not Alex Jones is allowed to, to talk? You know, right, um, right. So like it gets to a point where there has to be some kind of regulation there. Otherwise, instead of the 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 kind of the bogeyman of big brother government, we've got big brother corporation. Yeah. You know,
1: I, you know, with Amazon, you know, back to, um, you know, the socialist point of view on Jeff Bezos is that it's it's somehow unfair well, there are a couple of things. He's a, he's a, he's a billionaire and that's, that's unfair. Like somehow Jeff Bezos, I mean, basically on a, on, as far as I'm concerned, or what I believe personally is that on a, on the most basic level, Jeff Bezos created something that we all use and he's only been successful because we all use it and almost Everybody I know orders stuff off Amazon Mm -hmm. because that's the cheapest way to get the stuff. Like oftentimes, and
0: it's it's become the uh, the standard. I mean, everything that's sold online almost is sold through Amazon in some right. So he,
1: so so, I mean, you can't deny the fact that that he that what he created was this amazing, you know, consumer platform, and 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 that's why he's a billionaire. Now they he, he's also Amazon employees. I think they're they're I think they're well over or somewhere in their neighborhood of eight hundred thousand jobs, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't conscript those people to work there. They don't have to work there. Mm-hmm. I understand that that may be the only place that they have an opportunity right now, but uh, you know this this idea that they're that you know that that they were literally you know, slaves and, and sweatshops, with, you know, with time bracelets, you know, <laughs> injected into their wrists or whatever, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've known some people that have worked at the Amazon warehouse, um, and, and said, it's fine. Like, it's yeah, I mean, it, I, I know, mean, and are uh, happy to have the job.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I know a guy, I don't know what role he started in, but he was a manager here in in uh down in hebron kentucky and then he has moved on to like a higher role he works now in seattle so i mean there there's obviously examples of that happening i'd say where the criticism really comes in is uh you know one the argument is that nobody can become a a billionaire especially a hundred billionaire without exploiting the workforce and the resources that you're consuming from the society so that that's that's one thing um i i have no i have no problem with somebody getting getting wealthy and being paid their due for providing a particular service or idea and contributing it to society um i think where the problems come in is is the way that you treat your workers and like you know this guy's got 100 over 100 billion dollars and he's got people who are passing out on his work floors and peeing in bottles <laughs> i know these are very uh like th- not everybody's doing that right. but Um, I think the argument and I'm sympathetic to that argument is that like someone that's got that much wealth could be paying his workforce even more than he does. And so the fact that he's not, it's like, well, what's, what, what's that money doing then? Because like, he's not, he's not paying the same tax rate you and I are paying. He pays lower taxes than we do. Um, Amazon paid $0 in federal income tax as well as Netflix and all these other companies. So it's like. Well, they're they're utilizing all of these public utilities. Um, so, like, why are they not paying the correct amount that something that's making such a massive amount of money and sucking so much of that wealth out of the society? Why are they not forced to pay that back to the society? So that so that's a really good point. Uh, and so I think
1: corporations. And again, I, I I'm I'm not saying that they don't. Um, I mean, if they're cheating the system, then they're 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 obviously legally doing it. But I think what I f- think when you have these corporations that that don't pay any tax, you know, when Amazon builds a however million dollar distribution facility in 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 Covington, um, you know, obviously that comes off the top. And and I and and I think how they I don't know how they get down to zero, but. You know, so my opinion is, if they got it down to zero, fine. I, don't, I really don't care because because of what they what they created and what they, yeah, but don't you the,
0: don't you find it problematic that we have roads that are falling apart and bridges that are falling into the into the river and all this stuff which could be paid for if if these corporations were paying the proper amount of taxes? because like at the end of the day, I mean we we the way the way that uh, tax money is spent needs to be drastically shifted but um there's also just a lack of it you know the, the the money that amazon and this is a flaw inherent in the system like if they can get all these these write-offs and whatnot and get down to zero that's clearly a flaw in the society that we're living in that needs to be fixed how that is fixed i don't know because i'm not smart enough but um i think the service that they provide is the benefit that we receive i don't i i don't think that amazon should get the benefit of, like, getting tax write-offs just because they provide jobs. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that's, that's not how it should work in my opinion. I, I think these corporations that get rich off of uh, using the American infrastructure and using American workforce, they should be paying back that, you know, they should be put taking those profits and putting it back into that infrastructure so that the roads don't fall apart and so that the kids who are, you know, who, the children of, of your employees aren't going to shitty schools because they're underfunded and, and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, I you know, school levies, like, I don't have children. And I, uh, you know, in every place that I've ever owned a home, anytime there was a school levy, I always voted for it. Yeah. Like, for sure. Now, selfishly, you know, it's something like 85% of your local taxes go, you generally go to the schools. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to pay more taxes, but we all know that you know if you don't maintain the schools, uh, then you know property values go down. And I mean, there's always a selfish, you know, yeah. mode to it. But at the same time, paying it's just a part of life is paying taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I agree with you. Like the way they so there's a couple levies up around here.
0: Yeah, it's all the signs coming in.
1: Yeah, and and it's very contentious because um, <laughs> I asked somebody, I was like, "Why, why would you ever vote no on a school levy?" Uh-huh. And uh, the opponents say that they they have plenty of money; they're just not using it the right way. Um. So back. So then, to your point about like mm-hmm. the the roads and all that kind of stuff. That's
0: a tricky. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't
1: though, know if the answer is higher taxes or not, but yeah,
0: well I, I would say the answer is not it. The answer is not one thing, right? It's like, it's not, you pay more taxes and therefore the roads get better. It's like, well, you have to put the infrastructure in place to make the roads better and like you have to make sure that the taxes are going to good things. And that's why I am a, a big proponent of things like Medicare for all and you know, college, like public college for all and all those things because it's like taxes, I think people would be less averse to taxes as a concept if they knew that they were actually going towards things that are good, as opposed to more endless wars, um, you know, giving it, well, that's the, that's the main one. Uh, But all, all the things that uh, that we don't want to be spending money on, if we knew that this money, this percentage of my paycheck is going into the roads, this percentage of my paycheck is going into the schools, this percentage is going into my healthcare and everybody in my community's healthcare. I think people would be more willing and happy to, to spend their like taxes. tangible results. Right. Yeah. Being able Because nobody to wants place. potholes. Right.
1: Period. And we all, every time I drive, you know, drive out here and hit a pothole, it's like, would you not just come out and fix this? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know, I'm conservative to the, in the sense that I'm prefer a small government. I prefer, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know states having a little more control and being a little more self-governing and le- and letting the feds take care of the big stuff but um
0: have you ever uh, voted for a libertarian candidate or supported one i guess not presidentially we, i don't think i have voted but i think i like i think i've l- liked them before when was the last one I mean, there's one all the time. Gary Johnson was the one in 2016. So, you, so you voted for Donald Trump. What what kind of led you to that place? So you voted for Obama. Um, I think you, I think, they, try, I think when, the last election
1: was the the lesser of two evils.
0: Okay, a little bit for okay. me. Um, which is interesting. I I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say it in that direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a real. I want to say it, it was a reluctant vote. Okay. Um, I don't think I believe all of the. All of the shit they were saying about about Hillary, uh, and I really liked Bill Clinton. Um,
0: but At the time, you were like you were still on board with Bill. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um. I think Bill Clinton's one of the one of the smartest, like his like as far as like the, his knowledge of history and and everything. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the smartest presidents we've ever had. Okay. Um.
0: I don't know enough to to combat that. So.
1: Um, I think, and I think Obama, at least in my lifetime, I think Obama is one of the most presidential presidents we've ever had yeah, in my life for whatever
0: that means. Yeah. Right. Like he, but he, I play, mean, he, he, plays, just, he played the role well, you know, I still watch, I still watch speeches and I like, I get teary eyed even though I'm like, man, this guy killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right. Which uh, that's just part of the, I mean, you yeah, that's just part, part of, of that. That's the quote unquote presidential. That's what that means is like. Is being this kind of figurehead, whether or not you're actually doing the things that you're at, that you're saying or pretending to be, you at least put on that face for TV. Yeah,
1: and I and and I'm not. It wasn't. You know, there's always this assumption too that if you voted for Trump, you there was such a disappointment for so many women that Hillary didn't get elected. Uh huh. Um, and there will be a a woman president. Absolutely. And um, and her
0: name is Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> I, I really
1: like Tulsi, you know, but but it's like there was such a huge disappointment that I think it really clouded a lot of questions like like what you're asking me. See, the problem is like for a lot of people, I mean, I'm I'm pro-life in the sense that I mean, I, ha- I have a stance on abortion, but it's not. That's the one issue that like, let's say a candidate that you liked checked all of the boxes on your list from policies, right? Mm-hmm. All the things you agree with, but was pro-life. Yeah. There's, I would say, the majority of pro-choice advocates would say that's a that's a deal-breaker. Yeah. Now, if a candidate that I like checks all the boxes and is pro-choice, uh, I don't know that that's a deal-breaker for me.
0: Well, it's clearly not because you voted for Clinton and Obama. Right. So,
1: um, but... I did feel um, I did feel strongly that the Supreme Court, um, you know, I really want to balance Supreme Court. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. And I was actually I did a podcast last night and uh, a guy he was talking about his like father-in-law or somebody. And they had the same opinion where they voted for Trump, not necessarily because they like that, like him. But they were like, I don't want the Supreme Court to have more, quote unquote, liberals on it.
1: And that, that was that to sum all of this up. I mean, that was my driving force. Um, now, I didn't think that there would be, I thought that there was going to be one, maybe two vacancies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think yeah, we're. You,
0: I think you were texting me about Brett Kavanaugh, were you not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if, so if, um, you know, if, if Trump gets reelected and Ginsburg you know, retires for whatever reason or, or I, yeah, i also, I don't want to see the Supreme court go all conservative either because that doesn't, that doesn't work. You I mean, what I find, you know, I want to, I want to balance there. Yeah. I, I mean, I,
0: in that way, I will say that you and that other guy that, uh, that Danny was talking about, uh, they, they, they've got some more like, uh, integrity than I do. Cause I'm like, make it left, make it left. I don't care. Like do it. Yeah but i think that i think that also comes from the inherent idea that it's right currently it's been right for a long time our government is right we don't really have any leftists in government like bernie's the furthest left and you know globally bernie's not even left he's like center left um so in my opinion there needs to be more left but regardless
1: i know we i know i, mean, I, I know we got kind of derailed but yeah i mean you know i voted for trump because just fundamentally because i hate women because <laughs> i hate <laughs> because you know i didn't um
0: Yeah, so uh I, I don't mean to, to yeah. derail what you're saying. So all right, so it's the it's twenty sixteen, it's the primary. Did you vote in the primaries? Democratic or Republican? Yeah. Who I can't I have forgotten. Who's running, Jeff running. Marco was Rubio? It. I don't remember who was still in it by the time Ohio came around, but like yeah, Ted Cruz, Rubio, wow. Jeb Bush, you uh, know, uh, it was it was probably Kasich. Was it John Kasich, Ohio? Oh, uh, might have been. Because Ohio is the only state that Kasich won. I think it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you voted in the Republican one though. Yeah, yeah. Do Do you remember what led you to that decision after supporting Obama? Were you like fed up with Obama by the end?
1: No, I didn't have any. I didn't have any issues with, like I said, even with Obamacare. Hmm. Um, I still don't have any major issues with it. I'm saying it, you know. There's, I don't know if it's. I'm happy that he did it because we needed something, and whether Mm -hmm. it's still broken or it's done what it was supposed to do, I, I really don't know. Um, I didn't have a problem at all with Obama.
0: I liked every, you know, everything about him. So, so what? So what led you to believe? that you should be voting in the republican primary you just wanted to mix it up in there and see like you know try to get someone nominated try to stop trump maybe how'd you feel about him during the primaries because i kind of liked him for a minute especially in 2015 when he was going on stage and talking shit about the bushes and calling yeah him Marco I, I think i I think, I, I
1: think that's probably what happened i think i liked him in the beginning um but i don't think there. i think the reason i the reason I don't think I really thought that he was gonna pull it off. Yeah, like I think I thought he was—he was just kind of messing around a little bit, and then—and uh, I think you see it happening now. I think the unfortunate thing, the way it works, is that um, you know, at some point, you know, you get down to like, you know, what's what's the best bet? But it's not like I was like—I I didn't. Also, I didn't really feel like I voted for Trump to beat Hillary. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that that was the, I think I was really on the fence in 16. And um
0: do you is is there a reality where you woke up in a different mood that morning and would have voted for Clinton you think? Or was it decided well well ahead of time?
1: No, I don't think I felt as passionately about Trump as people felt about about Hillary. Uh-huh. You know, the the deep disappointment over Hillary not winning uh was just palpable you know i mean it right. was so it was so and those years you know that and that first year after trump after hillary, hillary lost mm-hmm. um just the palpable hatred that i felt being a being a Directed white you. an
0: older white male did yeah did you feel did you feel that coming from me I no. feel like you probably didn't, which is surprising because I was one, I was like, I was only one of those guys, like not about you specifically, but like about the, just in general, I was very yeah. much like, I kind of had a, a political reawakening like two years ago, diving back into independent news and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely like a guy who was like, I had, I got on that blue, no matter who train and like, I turned my brain off basically. Yeah. It was like team, this is a team fight. Trump's a fascist. We got to get rid of him no right. matter what. Yeah. Um, okay, that's good.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, no. I never felt that. I mean, I mean, I think you've you, I, you definitely felt it from, from women, um, and uh,
0: which to a certain extent I, I can understand. Um, not not you on a personal level, but just the, the idea of so, this this guy who is so crass and unflinching, and how just gross he is. Yeah. Um, and even after so many damning things came out about him, he was still able to win and win against a woman, regardless of who that woman was. The fact that he beat a woman and like a well, um, uh, so- somebody who was highly qualified for the job, um, it was yeah. a combination of all those things, and that pe- I-, I think a lot of people really internalize that because they see that kind of thing in their own lives so so frequently.
1: Like I legit reg- regretted my vote almost instantaneously, but, but, but it was mainly just because of the actions or the reactions of other people,
0: because, like seeing how viscerally they, people were hurt.
1: Oh, it was unbelievable because I don't, cause in, in my opinion, you know, the, this reaction that, that, you know, we have another
0: white male president. Oh, and I, and I will say I would, I would assume most of the arguments that people were making was not that it's a white male, but that it's. Donald Trump. At that particular white male. That particular guy. Right. So you had almost immediate regret. When you voted for him, did you think you're just like, I'm just going to be one of those people that voted for Trump and he lost? Like, did you think he would actually win?
1: No, I really thought Hillary was going to win. Yeah. So I, and I, again, I didn't feel like I was voting against Hillary. Uh-huh. Um, and for so many years of my life, I didn't vote at all. So... You know, I'm just proud of myself for voting. You know, I didn't I didn't see I didn't see any worst case scenario. And I really didn't see a worst case scenario with Hillary either. I just didn't. I just felt like, you know, it's eight eight, eight years Democrat, our first black president. It was awesome. I, I know that I didn't I did not feel as nearly as strongly about Trump as people felt about Hillary. Okay, and I was not nearly we, by.
0: By that you mean like you didn't support him vociferously? You were just like no.
1: Sure. And if Hillary had won, I'd I'd have been fine, probably fine with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she she had really great international skills, um, but I would have been. And again, it's like I didn't have any major problem with Obama. So like, why would Hillary be any different? Right. Um.
0: I really, that's, but it's just the
1: reaction, you know, and it's just like the my biggest now when it comes to this election, right?
0: And I, I think I, I told I, you. I have early... gotten a text from you about almost every candidate that you're warming up to. Well, <laughs> but I think everybody. I think
1: pretty early on, I think I told you, I th- said if there's any chan- if there's any chance I don't vote for Trump again, it's going to be Biden, because Biden really, for me that. was. And I feel like I represent a lot of vo- a lot of people that voted for Trump and weren't weren't like a hundred percent sold on Trump, but just for whatever reason didn't want Hillary. And, but but to get us to get us back from Trump, right? You're gonna, ha- you, you can't be Bernie. It would have to be Biden, or else. And why do it- you
0: think that Biden could win?
1: Because <laughs> I don't see it. Well, I'm really shocked. I thought Bernie had it locked up, and I'm real. But what the only thing that scared me about that was I I think that Trump would just crush Bernie because I don't think the now I'm not saying they won't eventually, but I don't think the country. I think there's too many people in the country that aren't aren't ready for that. I know you say Bernie's not as far left as they portray him to be, but you know you've got an awful lot of people in the country that. Feel like he is, so I don't. I think Trump would crush Bernie, but I think Trump Biden is going to be really
0: close. See, the numbers that have been reported over four or five years at this point would say the opposite. Really, and Trump himself has said the I know Trump. There's a secret recording that came out a couple weeks ago of Trump saying, "This was during 2016. I think it was during. He was talking about 2016, regardless." And he said the only person he didn't want Clinton to choose as her running mate was Bernie because he's got a movement behind him because he's got he's against NAFTA. He's against these trade agreements. He's got, you know, he's very pro working class and he's got this very uh, strong stance on all these issues. Um, and then he's fucking terrified of that. And I think the way that he is tweeted about Bernie and uh, Biden over the past few weeks has also kind of shown his hand of who he like, who he wants to be going up against. Um, especially Joe Biden, current day. Like, if this was Joe Biden from five, six years ago, I might say he has a chance to beat Trump. But I mean, Biden can't be trusted to speak for seven minutes uninterrupted. Well, let you're, alone you're right. let alone run the rest of this general election.
1: It's weird too, because I don't the the thing, the things that I I started to really like about Bernie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Bernie's just like, I kind of started to like his, 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 just his demeanor and his, his, his uh, short temper and his, uh, yeah. into, intolerance for, for dumb. Cult of personality
0: is what you're saying. You know, I mean,
1: I sort of bought into that. But then that was also something like even you said you kind of liked about Trump early on. You kind of liked that he was shit talker, yeah. He does, he does, then, he's anti-establishment.
0: You know, he's a he's a he's a fake yeah. populist. But like they're they're both populists.
1: Yeah, and his his you know I, the question of whether or not a president should be using Twitter uh, is an interesting one because you know I mean Cortez I mean she's young she's using Twitter all the time mm-hmm. of course she is right that's part of that generation but it's like I think Trump using tw- the people that don't like Trump using Twitter. Um, they just like I, tone pleasing people. It's like to remember like when your parents first got on Facebook, and you were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what are you doing here?" This yeah, you, this is not. So I, not think have I think there's a the little people. bit of that. Um,
0: yeah, no, I I think I was very averse to it at first, and I think you know, there, there's obviously times, especially he's not good at especially it, but, yeah, especially when he's doing like foreign policy shit and potentially have you know starting a nuclear war. That shit's not good. But the idea that the president can have direct access to the people unfiltered by the corporate media or any media with any kind of spin. Like, I think that's a good thing. And I think somebody like Bernie has Bernie's campaign has done a really good job with that, with doing live streams of every fucking event they do. There's a live video on YouTube, every event they do. And it's amazing. I watch every single one of them. And it's like, you have direct access to this, to this person, uh, unfiltered from the media, which, you know, you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC, you're not, you're not seeing the movement that is forming around, bernie sanders you're only seeing that if you're consuming twitter and youtube and all of these um all of these alternative uh media landscapes yeah yeah it's really interesting
1: too and i don't know you know when it comes to like uh you know russian interference and all that stuff i Mm. you know that always kind of makes me laugh a little bit because i don't (laughs) know unless russia and i'm sure it's going to come up again but i mean unless
0: it's constantly up
1: but uh, all right, unless Russia went in and changed my vote <laughs> in the machine, right, or in the computer, um, I don't like. First of all, Russia is a, a Russia's allowed to prefer one of our candidates over the other
0: yeah We certainly but also certainly do also, it. also i don't why would they prefer trump i mean trump hasn't done anything that's been good for russia like yeah that like was ratcheting a weird up one t- ratcheting up tensions in syria and other things that i don't remember off the top of my head but yeah i mean that that whole thing is a farce i mean the dnc is systematically trying to deny bernie the candidacy yet again they 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 got yeah. caught doing it in 2016 that's why they have leaned into this Russian narrative so hard and like collusion yeah. and um, interference. It's like, because they in- interfered in their own election, they got caught and they don't want to, they don't want to talk about it because otherwise all of those power brokers would, would lose their power and they can't, they can't do that.
1: Yeah. And we're grown adults. And like you and I are grown adults, right? So Russia is allowed to have an opinion on who they would prefer as president. And we do it. We do the same thing with other countries. We probably, we (laughs) probably
0: overthrow so many guys. Like that's, that's the other irony. We actually murder people and put other people in power. Yeah. And we've done that in dozens of countries over dozens, like for decades and decades and decades.
1: But you and I are grown adults. So, like, if Russia, even if Russia is uh, running ads on TV, right? For Bernie or for anyone, Mm -hmm. you and I are still grown adults and we're able to, um, to react to that TV ad and make, we're still making our own decision in the voting booth. Yeah. So unless they're physically changing my vote. I really don't give a shit what they do.
0: I would. So I would say this, you know, if we are, if we're going to allow, um, you know, other governments to to pay for ads for candidates, I, I don't think we should allow that. Um, but it should be emblazoned. Like this is paid for by, you know, the Russian government. Oh yeah, whatever.
1: like I don't. I'm not sure. I would say that they're allowed to. I'm, I would just, as an but, example, right, though. right, right. Yeah, I, th- I, 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 see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, but uh on the inverse of that, I would say that you and I, I think we are. You know, we are. Uh, we're adults. We are. We think about politics. We can. We consider our opinions and and how we act on them. I would say a lot of voters, and I think we're seeing this kind of happen throughout the democratic primary this past like nine days over super tuesday and yesterday of people who only consume corporate news who uh who are supporting biden based on the fact that the people that they listen to on msnbc tell them yeah biden and the fact that like what you know like Jim james Clyburn like it was i was listening to tim dylan's podcast today and i really liked what he said he was like He's like, how do in- how do endorsements even work? Like, how fucking stupid are you that you need somebody else to tell you to vote for this other guy? It's like, do the, like just do yeah, the research yeah. yourself. So so I would argue that uh, no, a lot of people are not smart enough to, to know better, you know, uh, which that's probably why I could never be a politician, because I don't inherently trust most people. But that's on us collectively, correctly. not Russia, you know. Yeah, well, again, it's not again, fault. again we yeah, I, I think I think we overvilify Russia because it's easy and because red scare tactics that are still le- remnants of the McCarthy era and it's easy um, and it, it's fucking stupid. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even want to go down the Russia uh, wormhole any further because right, it's right. exhausting and it's illogical and it doesn't make sense. There there is plenty of election interference going on inside the country that we need to worry about before we worry about whatever the fuck Russia is doing. I mean, our goddamn voting machines don't work. You know, right, they're right. still they're still counting votes in California. They found like 44 flash drives of votes that hadn't been counted in Texas yet. But they're and they're acting like Bernie is like losing by so much. It's like Bernie's only losing by like 100 or so. And that's not even including all these votes that haven't been counted yet in states where he's winning.
1: And it is like it. it's, it's funny you mention that because I, I did see the delegate. You know, it's 600 something to 400 something like it's not not nearly it's still much closer than the media is portraying right everyone's saying that B- biden's got locked up yeah and it's insane and but it's the easy. numbers don't actually like
0: and, yeah the, uh, number, the numbers don't add up and it's just clear it's clear that they're lying to us because they're again their goal is not to inform or educate but to propagandize to and to yeah. push and to push their agenda now
1: he re-upped today did you see he had a press conference yep. today yep, I saw everyone that. thought he was going to quit and yeah. he re- he he's he's he said, still no, fuck in
0: it. He's like, why, why why the fuck would I give up? I didn't give up last time and I was down by way. You guys were way more hard against me. You were reporting the super delegates before they were even counted. Like so, I mean, th- this is I mean, at this this is like a cakewalk compared to 2016, you know, like. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's not over. And there's there's so many votes to be had left. And uh, he's got this movement behind him and he knows it and he knows that if he's able to debate Biden, which it's, it's becoming more and more likely that they're going to try to make it not happen. This debate that's supposed to happen on Sunday. Um, but assuming it happens and assuming people watch it, because that's the other problem is people are, people are less engaged than you think they are. And I've, I've seen that just from knocking doors and talking to people who don't, who don't know the day of the election, who they're voting for. Uh, that it's, it's very disheartening. you are like, yes, I'm voting. Who's you, who you vote for? No fucking idea. Um, So assuming that the debate happens and assuming everybody fucking watches it, there's, there's no, there's no way it's over because I mean, anybody that's seen Biden talk for more than 30 seconds knows that this is, it's just not feasible. Like he's not, he's not all there. And I'd say that with no malice in my heart. I think he's got a lot of problems and he's been a very bad person for years and years and years. But all of that aside, it's like, it, it it feels like elder abuse for the people around him to allow him to continue running for president. Well, it's that actually makes me.
1: I I would agree with that. And he's lost he he's lost his uh, his poise and demeanor that he had
0: and his mental faculties. I mean, it, just, yeah. it happens to everybody. It could happen to Bernie tomorrow. Who knows? But it hasn't yet.
1: I think the concern for the only my only concern with Bernie, and I guess it also depends on you know I'm still a firm believer in the structure of government. And I don't care which it is, but I—it's never a good idea to have a Republican president and both sides of the House Republican. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the well, worst. That goes back and to
0: the balance that you were talking about before. Yeah, the they're Supreme all. War.
1: I always want to balance, and uh, there—and I'm not sure if that if the if Congress is gonna is gonna flip back or not. Like there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about that, but I mean no. the, there are enough seats coming up, that that's still, you know, something that's, that's concerned. I, presidentially though, I don't, I mean, I care, but I don't, I don't, I don't think Trump is the evil that people say he is. Uh, but I also think that the stuff, for instance, that's happening with the economy or, you know, that stuff's going to happen anyway. Um, I just don't want a president that's gonna, my fear is that if we go too far socialist, like how are we going to pay for all that shit? And if it's drastically raising taxes, um, you know, it, it might really wreck the economy or just cause more division. I don't.
0: Uh, well, one, I would encourage you to watch more unfiltered Bernie stuff on YouTube. There's tons of it. If you want me to send you shit, I will. Um, because he regularly talks about how he's going to pay for it. And none of it includes raising drastically raising taxes on the middle class. It's going to be paid for by. I would like to see that by yeah. by you know, uh, insisting that corporations pay their fair share, and putting um putting you know moderate tax ta- basically taxes on Wall Street speculation. So anytime like a a transaction is made, there's like a five cent tax. So every time that happens, over and over, that pays for things. That's I think specifically that's how he plans to pay for like the um canceling student debt and paying for for college for all. So I mean. Those things are all in place. And, that, and, that, and again, that's a problem that, you know, that corporate media, they don't go into that because they don't want to. And that's why every single debate, they ask him that same question. He answers it every time. And the reason they keep asking it is because they don't really want an answer because they know what the answer is and they don't want people, you know, they, they want to keep asking it so that that's a question that people consistently ask about him. It's like, well, how are you going to pay for it? And he's like, well, here's how I'm going to pay for it. But how are you going to pay for it? Here's how. And they just, it's like a perpetual, they're just trying to um, implant that, I think. Um yeah I again I th- I'm obviously in my own bubble but I I feel like a lot of resistance that people especially somebody like you who's not just like die hard republican no matter what um I think I think a lot of resistance to Bernie comes from that kind of corporate um influence in in the media and not necessarily covering him in a fair way but instead just covering him as this radical because really what he is he's an extension of fdr you know fdr left office and there were all of these things that he was planning on doing but the his predecessor it never happened so like the green new deal is an extension of the new deal and you know medicare for all is an extension of the, the the original new deal like they've been talking about it since then so it's not you know providing health care for everybody, it's really, it's not communist. It's not radical. It's, I mean, it's what everybody else does. And, uh, in my opinion, it's like the least we can do for the people that live in a society is, is to make sure that they're not going to go broke just because they can't afford to have their knee fixed or to, you know, uh, just go see a doctor to make sure that they're not dying.
1: Well that, I mean, and those arguments work for me and they work much better than, um, you know the 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 screaming and the yelling and all the kind of stuff that that normally goes on because um, because you're right and a lot of the stuff you know my dad lives down in uh, he's retired lives in Alabama mm-hmm. and the Tennessee Valley Authority uh, you know uh, which included you know uh, you know dams and 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 created power plants and all that kind of stuff you know in the in the early century and and that stuff. Um, to this day has a legacy. I mean, and
0: and w- was that the result of the New Deal or like a New Deal type of program?
1: It was. I think it was part of. It. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it. Uh, I'd have to go back and look and see if it was actually, um, officially under that, mm-hmm. under that. Um, but it was. You know, I mean that that level of infrastructure is. Now, see, and that's the type of stuff that that I think the federal government should. Yeah should do like the 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 fundamentals infrastructure um and you know whether or not health you know I was talking to my dad and he was like you know healthcare you know when i was a child you know m- most healthcare was was major medical it was essentially like car insurance like it's for it's for major accidents and things and yeah, things like yeah, that yeah. like big you know but if you went to the doctor to you. you just you just pay them right um and that's for the most part that's what i do now i mean i have a high right i have an eight thousand dollar deductible that's
0: yeah that's what a, a high um, deductible plan is like i don't even know what the fucking point of it is other than to add a middleman
1: well i know that if i have a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar heart surgery i'm guaranteed it won't cost me more than eight thousand dollars yeah um now so universal health care for me, I think so healthcare care for me let's put it this way. Health care for me is one of the most important issues um, and like of course, like why would I not be for universal health care? I just want to make sure that that if we ever get to, if we ever get that, that it's quality health care mm-hmm. uh, that it doesn't crush medical innovation. Uh, that there's not, you know, six month waiting times for heart surgery, you know, things that, that, I'm, that we hear through the media, which I'm mm-hmm. sure aren't 100% true. Right. Um, but like those would be my concerns. Of course, I would love universal health care. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a self employed person, I mean, I, I do shoulder a lot more out of pocket costs than I did when I was an employee. For instance, I pay all of my self-employment. I pay all of my tax and all of my social Medicare and all of my. And your employer normally pays half. Why wouldn't I be for that? You know, I just want to make sure it's quality. And I think if it's like, you know, with Bernie, I think to get me there, universal health care is something that's that he can make happen, and it's affordable, and it's not going to destroy, you know, our economy. Or drastically raise taxes, then, then I then of course I would want that. So, but I b- think before, before stuff, I try to respond yeah, to that stuff yeah.
0: specifically, I know you watched that town hall on Fox News uh, with Bernie. Um, did you not? Did you not feel like he explained some of those things? No,
1: I did, but I feel like that was the first time. Interesting. Okay, that was the first time that that um, and and I don't know if that was because he was on Fox. And they they handled it so, so well. and that
0: and they let it go at length as opposed to giving people 60 seconds and then being like, okay, we have to move on.
1: Yeah. And they gave him like that I just really, I just thought that and I was already warming up to him. but that sort of like, and it wasn't just because he was on Fox. I just think it it was just a really great way of uh, giving him. A fair platform mm-hmm. to talk to an audience that he rarely gets to talk to. Uh, now, the live audience may have been all of his supporters for but, sure. For but sure. I mean, from which, an audience, which that though, surprised me too.
0: Right. But that that says that says something about Fox News. I'm not sure what it says, but like I mentioned, they they are more fair to him than CNN and MSNBC have been. Like, I think it was CNN that did a town hall. It was a few weeks after his last Fox town hall last summer, where it was just like stacked with all of these party people like people who work for the party or who like you know have been interns for the party and were asked to were, were made to ask these like just bullshit questions whereas fox these are clearly questions from real people like from real people whether supporters or not and there were legitimate questions that people that people would ask um and it was a it was a great um it, it was it was a great town hall uh but but the point that i want to make you know i i don't think it would stifle innovation in fact i would i would argue that Um, In a lot of ways, innovation is stifled as it is because, you know, there's all of these patents on, um, on medicines that, that prevent, that prevent innovation. Like they, they want to, they want to privatize all these medicines. And even if they do, you know, um, they, they, they profit off of sort of fixing a problem instead of like finding the cure for it. Um, So something like that. I mean, if, if you, if you de-incentivize the profit motive of healthcare in that regard like you're going to i think reach conclusions that are better for people in general um i hope right i hope but
1: that that's where the fear is too you know i mean cuz you know space is really interesting too because essentially you know with with nasa pulling back over the past couple of years and and allowing um you know that some some privatization as far as the the um space you know mm-hmm. with spacex and and all this kind of stuff it's been really interesting to see the how how the how the private sector steps up and and is incentivized to do to create all these amazing you know that a private space firm can can send cargo up to the space station now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not I, that NASA didn't do it well for so many years, you know. So it's not. But but the reason I mentioned space is that now we've kind of seen seen it both seen ways. We've seen how
0: the government runs it, and then how it's pub- publicly. Uh, and I don't know that there's many privately. other. Um,
1: Really good comparisons when you get to
0: well, I, I a couple things I'd say that one is that you know generally speaking people aren't dying because they can't afford to uh, get a rocket ship, um, but uh, also I again I this isn't necessarily something I had thought of before, so um, I'm not going to be super eloquent about it, but like I don't I don't even know if uh, you know a single payer health insurance system would mean that there can't be you know private research of uh, uh, of medical technology or, or uh, drugs or what have like you. Like that
1: there would be like a hybrid or something where... Um, or what I think, what I would like to see, let's say like I'm a typical voter, uh, you know, is there a solution where universe, you get basic universal coverage, but you also have an option to supplement that with additional if you if you want to, you know, or if you want to go see... So if you if you have to have surgery, um, or kind of like the way it is now, like if you have if you just have a really bad cold or if you have the flu, um, you can go to urgent care or you can go like to the little clinic up at Kroger, um, or you can go to your family doctor, mm-hmm. or you could go to the emergency room if you feel the need. They prefer you not to, but um, you know, we kind of have options right now as far as like what you could do. I want what. Would it sort of be something like that, where it's like universal healthcare? You know, if I have the flu, I go, I go to the to the government healthcare office and and get treated. Well, okay, um, so
0: so there you go. I think that's a misunderstanding. the 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 goal for Bernie Sanders is not to have like what the UK has, which is a national healthcare uh, healthcare system. This is replacing all private insurance, getting rid of it, and replacing it with one insurance company, which is Medicare for all. Um, so there's not going to be a government doctor's office. Every, doc- every doctor's office takes the one insurance plan. Um, so you wouldn't you wouldn't see things like longer lines because, I mean, it's you're going to go to the same doctor you go to now or whatever doctor you want to go to, and you're not going to be denied because your employer decided to change health care and they're not covered under your new employer health care. Um,
1: so you still have choices under
0: that system. Yeah, absolutely. And, and In okay. fact, you have more choices because, like, for example, uh, my partner – She went to our dentist and she got a new job this year and didn't find out until afterwards that she was going to have to pay fully out of pocket because the dentist doesn't take the new, uh, her new healthcare, her new dental care. So like she doesn't have the choice to go to our dentist anymore unless she wants to pay like $200 just for a basic teeth cleaning. Um,
1: I had the exact same thing happen. Yeah. Actually it happened on the dental side and it happened on the, Healthcare side. I was part of an HMO, mm-hmm. Cincinnati HMO. When I moved up here, I moved to a different county. This is part of the Dayton HMO. I actually had to find a new doctor. Right. I was forced out of my Cincinnati HMO. Had to join the Dayton HMO. Now, if I have where I live right now, we're forty-five minutes from from Dayton. Uh, if I have to have a major surgery, uh, I have I'm, I have to go to Dayton now. Right. um and it's uh now again it's like back to I don't know if that's an Obamacare thing or no, if that's, that's just isn't. that the way HMOs are just that's structured just the way
0: that the yeah HMOs and other private health insurance industries are structured where they have all of these they've got all of these uh these hurdles you have to jump over and all of these specific things I think it was on John Oliver they were talking about how somebody who had like great health insurance they went to a hospital that was in their network and then they got this cra- they got slapped with this crazy bill because it turns out that the doctor at that at that hospital that was in network, that doctor was out of network. So like there's all of these specific things. I mean, you literally I that that is an argument that's made a lot and it's constantly having to be combated, is that, you know, forcing people to not have their private health insurance provides them with less choice. But but the reality is that we already don't have much choice. We have We have to stay within our networks and our networks constantly change because doctors go into different networks and then people don't have, you know, people who have employer based health insurance don't get to choose what kind of health insurance they have uh, other than a few plans. So it's very siloed. But if you, if you remove that and replace it with a system that works no matter what doctor, what dentist, what, whatever you go to, it's included, um, that, that lets you go wherever you want, you know, um. And so you you were you were talking about like different uh, like buying supplemental care. So that's something that people like Tulsi Gabbard and uh, like Pete Buttigieg have talked about, like Medicare for all who want it. Um, and the the flaw from my perspective, and I think from from Sanders' perspective, there is that that would create a tiered system where doctors could opt to say, well, we don't accept we don't accept Medicare insurance. We only accept you know gold platinum insurance, meaning that we're just kind of back to where we were. And then the people who are on Medicare are just inherently going to have a lower quality of care. Whereas if you eradicate that, that profit-based system and replace it with one that puts care first over the profit of it, that that's how you provide everybody with the best care possible.
1: And then do you think that under that system then, uh, the other I think the other fear-mongering fear argument is that this was a tough one, like doctor salaries and things like that, mm-hmm. how much help. Because teachers have, have never made a lot of money. Right. And in general, you you're, you always have a lot of people that truly want to be teachers and aren't doing it for the money. As long as it takes a doctor to get through medical school, like I've never believed that doctors are going into it for the money. I just don't think you, I don't think I just take think it takes too long to get there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I that never makes sense to me. But you could make you, you
0: could make that kind of money doing something that doesn't take forty five years of schooling. Exactly.
1: Uh, so but with that said, do you think that this system will um will will cause doctors and uh, other medical professionals to um uh, to uh, to get worse or to to you know what I mean? Because it, I mean, somebody, it's, it's going to, it's, it's going to cost. What I like about your argument is that like, it's, it's anything good is going to cost something mm-hmm. and it's going to cost all of us now. That, And that's not really the question. The question is, and the question really isn't what's it going to cost. It's just like, how do we, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. So if we're all going to kind of pay the price and share a little bit into this, you know, this new system, will the medical professionals feel
0: a huge hit so that, that's i want i want to say no because otherwise i don't know why we would, e- we would even we would even suggest this kind of system um uh, i i admittedly i i don't know if i'm well versed enough in this to like know for certain i mean i think you could look at other countries i mean they're not you know they're not not having doctors in these countries that have the same system um so i mean you you obviously have to make sure that they are are they are well compensated
1: But it's like if you don't actively seek other opinions that aren't like minded, you're never gonna get anywhere because that's right. the only that's the only way to do it. And and um, I mean, I feel like I actively, you know, I actively try to do that. I mean, I know I've done it a lot with you, uh, but also like I've always trusted that you are willing to um, talk and share your thoughts mm-hmm. and and not like not try scream at me and yell at down me down
0: or. Yeah, I again, this comes from my own uh, insecurity, maybe, but I think I I think I may sometimes put off a vibe online that is that is less that that you're talking about. That's more because, but I don't know. From my from my perspective, there's different avenues for for that kind of thing. So, like talking one on one is gonna be more conversational. Where me posting something on Facebook is like this is this is this is me a hundred percent. Like, that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get me like kowtowing to certain interests or certain um, ideologies or perspectives. Like, this is me right here. But um, yeah, I'm absolutely open to talk to people like I mean, and that's and that's the thing that uh, I going door to door talking to people or texting people for Bernie or doing phone banking, which I haven't done a lot of phone banking. But um, but talking to people um, as like an advocate for for someone like Bernie Sanders. Um, th- th- that's the that's the attitude you have to have. You have to you're going up to somebody's door like you need you have to be vulnerable and you have to you have to accept their opinions and um try to eloquently explain yours in a way that's not combative in a way that like maybe my social media posts might be. Um, so well, yeah, so, yeah. So being open to their opinions and in- internalizing them and trying to to empathize with them, um, and explain yours to them and hopefully they will empathize with you and and perhaps that will persuade them. Maybe it won't, but like, um. Worst case scenario, you about, you both now have a better understanding of each other,
1: right? And I kind of I you know I really wish you know I don't I don't mind the two, uh, uh, you know a two party system. Or I don't mind the way.
0: All right, well I'm fucking done with you. I can't talk. To, yeah, to you anymore. Yeah. Well,
1: it's like the thing the thing that bothers me about Congress is that I wish they were uh, because in in your and I situation, um, you know, best case scenario we have we have a lengthy discussion and you actually convince me. Uh, you know that you legitimately convinced me to vote for Bernie, mm-hmm. like that would the be the reason that, I'm here. That would be the <laughs> that would be the best case scenario. And I'm and I'm, you know, and it's important to note that like I'm actually I'm open for that, right? But what happened was, uh, you know, what I've experienced in the past four years is that instead of people saying so, and you said, you know, what, why did you vote for Trump? Mm-hmm. And then I had to explain it, right? And then, you know, over the course of a couple hours, we were like, oh, we actually, we might actually agree on a lot more stuff than, 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 than I would have thought. That's not what happened the past four years. What happened was, it was, how could you have voted for Trump? Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Yeah. Like that is basically what, 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 what I've experienced mostly. And it's like, all right, well, then we can't, like, so we can't even talk about it. Uh, you know, I've, I've been pretty upfront that, you know, I, I I've had a lot of regrets about my vote.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I, with that said, I don't think he's nearly the evil that people make him out to be. Um, but yeah, like I I think, and I wish Congress was more like that. I mean, because they've been trying to impeach him since day one on multiple thing. They just so like that the impeachment frustrated me because they've clearly gotten to the point where the both sides aren't even having they're not there's no discussion anymore about anything yeah and that's not good for the country but i mean half the country essentially voted for trump so it, it, it's he, he was a duly elected president and they've been trying to reverse that for See, wh- anything they can for four years and i just thought it was a huge waste of time because
0: it, so i'll so what i'll say is it 100 percent was a waste of time um i i don't think what they were trying to do is is reverse reverse the course of the election um that's certainly what, what the Republicans were hammering in, um, but I don't think that's what happened, because if they if they really wanted to do that, they could have impeached him right away for uh, violating the Emoluments Clause or for doing a number of other things that they didn't go after him for. Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if she said it straight up, but she at least implied it, that like they waited so that they could impeach him right before the election happened, and... Thinking that that was going to give them some kind of momentum, which it didn't. In fact, he's more popular now than he was before they tried to impeach him. And it's because they went after him for bullshit reasons. Like the the whole Mueller report, that was a total farce and it ended up being bullshit and it, it got exposed. So they're like, oh shit, what next? It's like, how about we do something real? Uh-huh. No, let's not do something real. Let's do this fucking Hunter Biden thing, which implicates Biden worse than it does Trump. Like it makes it makes Joe Biden look way worse than Trump. It makes yeah. it makes people like Nancy Pelosi and everybody in this swamp that Trump refused to drain. Um, It makes them look so much worse than Trump does. Like Trump doesn't come out of that looking awesome fr- from the perspective of anybody besides his base. But it makes people like Nancy Pelosi look even more feckless and and and. Uh, and ineffective and just somebody that, that wants to waste time. Somebody that <laughs> that signs his defense budget and then turns around the next day and then rips up his his state of the union to make it look like she's resisting him, but she's not. Nancy Pelosi and all of these establishment Democrats, they are all about performative resistance, and they have not put up one ounce of resistance to him in any kind of real way, in ways they could have been doing, um, and they just don't do it because they don't actually want to resist him because they don't they don't actually resist what he stands for at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And that and, and it was like whether these things like the you know, there was I think the China deal, there were like three or four things that he that he got signed and and passed during the impeachment. And like that only helped him more because mm-hmm. Cause now whether like he not- was
0: being competent while while Congress was just, you know, twiddling their thumbs and, and talking bullshit.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, whether or not the China deal and these other these other deals, um, you know, uh, actually come to fruition or, you know, regardless, I mean, he was. I think the perception was that he was largely ignoring the impeachment and getting on with with business um, with maximum opposition from Congress, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think. I think he'll have still have some of that momentum.
0: And and it's effective because you see you'll see it in comment threads uh the kind of the diehard Trump people they're like they're like Trump would be able to get even more done if it weren't for the Democrats standing in his way and it's like the Democrats gave him that gift of making it look that way because yeah. they could have resisted him in real ways that that showed what an actual corrupt actor he is. But they couldn't do that because, because it would also implicate them in some way, um, and uh, yeah, the the, Dem- the Democrats give him so many gifts that they don't need to give him. And uh, I mean, it could spell re-election, and they're gonna pretend like they had nothing to do with it. And they're gonna they're gonna blame people like me. They're gonna blame Bernie for being divisive, um, but it's their fault. They're they are hand they they have done so many things to hand Trump a re-election. And they didn't need to do any of them. And uh, it's, it's, it's bullshit and it's frustrating. So big
1: question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Biden gets a nomination, well, Bert, does Bernie have the, does he have the option of running as a third or
0: not? Legally speaking, I have to say he does. I don't know exactly how that stuff works. He signed the unity pledge or whatever bullshit. He's, he's been jumping through all their fucking hoops. And some of them, I would argue, he needs to. But he continues during his press conference today. He said, Joe Biden's a friend of mine. It's like, fuck off, dude. Fuck off. Like, you need to fight. Trump beat the Republicans because he told all of them to fuck off. And you're not going to beat the Democrats until you do that. And
1: historically, a third party candidate always helps the the winner. Like if Bernie ran, if it was Trump, Biden, and Bernie ran on his own. Uh Uh-huh. Or as an independent, or however you whatever you want to call it, libertarian, whatever, uh, that will own then Trump would for sure win because then Bernie would be stealing votes from Biden, and and he would be stealing. He
0: would be. I don't know because here's the thing because that assumes that everybody that supports Bernie would vote for Biden, and that's not the case. I I know of a lot of people who will never vote for Biden. I'm still deciding if I'm that person. I don't know. And I, I won't know until I'm in the ballot box and I'm faced with that decision. I said on a podcast last night that just came out today that I would. And but but realistically, I still don't know. And but what I what I do know is that I'm not gonna give the Democrats the the option to think that they that they have that they can take my vote for granted, which they cannot. Um so so until until Biden is the nominee and I'm going in to vote and I have to do that. I'm not, I, I can't give a solid answer on that because I mean, I I'm different every single day. I go back and forth with it. Part of me, part of me buys into the bullshit that I bought into when I voted for Clinton, where it's like, he's an existential threat and you have to, you have to at, at the very least limit the amount of harm that, that you're doing by voting for the other guy. But the other part of me is like, no, fuck this party. Fuck this is, like, we have, if we're not going to burn it down, it's not going to change. So, do so you I think, can see it from either perspective, but there's a lot of, you know, solid, very well-spoken, very popular, like progressive voices online who are straight up, I will never vote for Biden. So do you think then, so second question then, if Biden
1: gets the nomination um, and Bernie, uh, Bernie drops out, mm-hmm. uh, does he, you think Bernie has one more in the tank? for 2024 oh definitely not this or is would it. he was bernie gonna groom um a like my like a successor like who who carries the torch for bernie if he if he doesn't if he doesn't win this time
0: i i didn't have an answer for you you texted me that a few weeks ago and i didn't really have an answer i think i might may have said tulsi or something um which i don't know if i necessarily believe that anymore um but I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of progressives who who ran in 2018 and won or didn't win, um, who who are young, who have a passionate following, and who are who are incredibly smart. Um, uh, so, you know, AOC is still too young. I don't think she would run for president yet. Uh, I wouldn't encourage her to. And I don't. I, I think she said something today where I think she said that she wouldn't even do that because she um, she said something along the lines of, "We need to stop, uh, like ide- idealizing like." individuals and work on like building the movement and not focusing on one individual person. And I, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm like, who carries his water? I don't know. He's got a lot of great campaign surrogates. Nina Turner is one of her, one of his biggest campaign surrogates. That's who I think is going to be his VP nomination. Oh, you don't think it would
1: be Tulsi? No. If he got the nomination,
0: I think Tulsi would be a really good decision, but who's going to be Biden's if he gets it. That, see that—that's a harder question for me to answer. <laughs> I really don't know. You know, you obvious. No can, way it would be Bernie. Oh, definitely not. Okay, definitely not. They would—they wouldn't let it happen. Yeah. Um, they didn't let it happen in 2016, and they won't let it happen now. The, he, he'll. People have floated a bunch of different names. I really don't know what's more likely than the other. I, regardless of who wins, it's gonna you be. It's gonna be a what woman. About Kamala. It might be Kamala. People have talked about Stacey Abrams possibly. Um, I think Biden. I think. My personal
1: opinion is, I think Biden Kamala would be the if if there's any chance of beating Trump. And again, it's like that that that's the other thing. It's like though when I voted for Trump, I wasn't I was it wasn't uh, any anything but Hillary strategy. Like I was I was really on the fence, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this this year, you know, I think the predominant Democratic strategy, the party strategy, is. Whatever it takes to beat Trump. Right. So if that's the case, like if I was a Democrat, um, I mean, Bernie aside, if I was the, de- if I was a Democrat, I think Kamala would be the running mate because she's a black female. Um, and I think, I think she would, I think that would pull a lot of, a, a lot
0: of numbers from Trump of, uh, of people that are hmm. mm, kind of, so you think that well, I mean, obviously you are one of these people, so I so you can speak from your own perspective, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't I, I think that's a likely that, I that, that's I prefer Tulsi. That's, that's a po- that's a possible choice, certainly. I mean but all of all of these fucking minions that that immediately endorsed Biden when the party said, Hey, you need to endorse him. They're yeah, they they're all so they're quick. All, yeah. Unprecedented. This has never happened before. And the shit they said about each other. Yeah, the stuff just I mean, openly, even this, this, on the debate. Yeah, the stuff that Kamala said to she she destroyed Biden. I did a I did an episode about it and and gave her props for it because it was fucking awesome. So I mean I th- I mean if she's if she is his running mate, you're gonna see you're gonna see that clip over and over again, um of of her uh, uh, talking right. shit yeah. about him and busing and I was that little girl and all that shit. But, but regardless of that, that that's assuming that the Democrats are smart, which they are not. Um. Like Kamala is a is a likely choice. I I could see that happening. Um, I Tulsi would never be his running mate because they absolutely hate her for what she did in 2016. And I mean, just listen to the way that uh, Hillary Clinton talks about her. It's absolutely absurd. Or anybody, any any real establishment Democrat, a lot of progressives. And Hillary's talk not going to be anyone's way. running mate. Right? Oh, Christ, no, she um, wouldn't. She wouldn't do that. That would be fucking insane. Do you think Hillary shows up again in 2024? God, I don't think so. I don't fucking, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't predict anything correctly, so I don't fucking know. But like, no, no, I think her ship has sailed. And I think I think, it's pathetic seeing the ways that she's trying to inject herself into the conversation in this election with her fucking podcast and her fucking Uh, going on tour with her daughter and like you know this hulu documentary that just came out last week this past week yeah of course and just the shit that she says about about tulsi and about bernie it's just like it's it's gross and um i mean my partner she she was like diehard hillary like loved her and even just the other night we had that fox news debate on and it played that clip from from the uh, documentary that they had been quoting a few weeks ago about her saying that nobody likes him yeah she i i saw like the life go out of her eyes when she watched she's like oh my god are you fucking like it's it's gross like i th- i think anybody that was even on the fence fa- people who were diehard for her i mean i would to a certain extent i would say i was diehard for her by the time the election rolled around you know um so like no if she comes around again it'll be fucking it'll be a bloodbath like it won't even she she'll I would say she will do a Biden, but Biden's still fucking in it. I, I was certain Biden was going to be in and out quickly because of how badly he's done in every debate.
1: So if um you know, so then if if you're if you're if you're on the left, even if you're anti-Trump, mm-hmm. um, do you I mean, at what point do you are you guys assuming at this point Trump's going to get reelected? And do you just sort of like focus on 2024 or um. Or do you wait? I mean, and and I mean, do you, well, do you fight I all mean, the way to November, or is the fight only for about the next month or two, and then and then you just throw in the towel and, and regroup for four
0: years? And from my perspective, as a member of uh, 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 of a socialist organization, our goal is to try to get Bernie elected, and that's step one. If Bernie doesn't become the nominee, then the goal is to Work towards building a worker, working people's party, a labor party, uh, a left, an actual left party. Yeah, because if um, Bernie doesn't, that's why I
1: asked if you thought he would. He would give it one more shot in four, in another four years. Because if if the answer is no, you've got to find a replacement for Bernie. Like now, it's going to take and they're, that they're, long. Yeah, no,
0: no, absolutely. Like uh, organizations like DSA and the one I'm in, which is called SA. Uh, they they've been coalition building since then. Um, like it's it's not it has nothing to do with the party. Like there there are some uh, more sympathetic people in the party that got elected in 2018. People like the quote unquote squad and some other folks. Um, but I mean, electoral politics is is one part of of what needs to be done. There has to be direct action. There has to be local organizing. There has to be uh, party building because the Democratic Party even more this year than they did in 2016 they're, they're showing their hand. They they're showing who they represent. Um, It's, it's absurd to me that people like AOC are even in the democratic party. Um, And that's just the fact of, of the two party system that we have. Um, So, so, so the goal, if, if Bernie doesn't win, then the goal is this election's over. Maybe throw support behind, different congressional or Senate candidates or other, you know, city council or what, whatever other kind of elections are going on that seem to further the cause in, in a, a constructive way. But, but ultimately it's to continue moving, even if Bernie wins, continue moving towards um, a, a viable working people's party.
1: It's crazy. To
0: th- I mean, just like once you, I mean,
1: politics, you know, for, for, so, for that many years for me to not be involved and then once you decide to like take an interest and actually start asking yourself questions, you know what what do I actually believe, mm-hmm. and why do I believe it? And then you know it's hard enough to figure some of that stuff out, and then to to be like now who's who you know who, who am I voting for? Um, and local, you know, even on a local level, you know your Congress people, your senators, and and things like that. Um, it's really tricky because if you don't if you don't make an effort to, to to learn about your candidate and and vote on you know I I still think most people over forty or fifty maybe it's fifty now uh, you know would just automatically vote party lines
0: and most people end up doing because that themselves they, out I of up, laziness or for most you know when when you're voting on ballots obviously all of them are different lengths but like if it's a bunch of people I'm like I don't know who the fuck any of these people are and like you can find information online but like how much time can i really dedicate to learning about all of these fucking people and realistically they have a more impact than the president does but like how like what so that that's really the i guess that's the that's one of the main functions that a party has is that you at least know like they somewhat align with your idea, ideas like ba- when they, you get they into share values but or whatever but also like when i'm <laughs> driving in here you see all these these huge yard signs and like as big or bigger than the person's name, it's Republican. It's like, how fucking stupid are we as, as a species, as a society where that's what, that's all we need. I just need whatever party that you've decided that you're a part of. And that, that, that makes me think, (laughs) I don't know how far you could get, especially with the internet and the way people can research things. And I'm sure you just have one person make it blow up. And I'm like, I want to go, I want to go into one of these places and run as a rep, like just put Republican on my signs and see if I can just keep people to vote for me just because I put Republican next to my name and then like just be a socialist, you know?
1: Yeah. Just
0: cuz people are because like again, th- th- this is why I can never run, but I, like people are just fucking dumb, man. Like I, I voter turnout like voter turnout is still low. Shockingly low, right? It's really low. Isn't it like in the 20 something? I don't you know, uh Danny asked me this last night too and I <laughs> I got it wrong. I don't know. I it's it's low though. Like he, like half the population didn't vote for did, the the biggest voting demographic is non-voters there's more non-voters than there are republicans there's more non-voters than there are democrats yeah people don't like either at all people fucking hate the democrats they hate the republicans that's why that's why people who don't vote came out to support donald trump came out to support bernie sanders because they hate these fucking parties um and like that's i mean that's i think that's a big indicator on what needs to happen in the future is like move away from these fucking parties well, I think and, a lot and, of it and split them up. Again, I I,
1: I still think that, and I probably count myself, you know, in here. Uh, you know, it was a little bit about the Supreme Court, uh, but also like I I think I hated all that bullshit too. And in my mind, it's like, all right, yeah, the guy's a doofus and everything. Uh, how how much harm can a president really do? <laughs> uh, and at least he's not like one of them you know yeah and and, that, I think and, that was and that it common. was pretty much as simple as that it's not like oh i'm a white male and you know the hell with women and yeah, and minorities person. and everything and i hate mexicans and i you know it's not it wasn't
0: anything anything like you that you know what, honestly so like people like to group all trump supporters in one camp and like you're a racist you're sexist you're all this stuff but it's like no the reason that trump appealed to like the reason trump had the appeal that he had is because he he intentionally went after these different demographics. He went after populists. He went after racists. He went after like all these all these different things. And just because you are one of those things doesn't mean you're all of them. Like he went after yeah. the populist yeah. vote, and that's what appealed to you was that populist uh, mindset. He went after racist people, so people who hate Mexicans came and voted for him. That doesn't mean you hate race. Hate Mexicans. That means that you're a populist and you liked that part of what he was appealing to. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I mean, it wasn't, you know, I didn't, you know, my regrets are not like, yeah, I don't think it was the end of the world. I mean, I, you know, anything that's happening right now, because people said this about Obama. People mm-hmm. said he was the worst president ever. And I'm like, really?
0: how? In what <laughs> way? What did he do? How, and nobody. How bad was he? I'm most like, people that are saying that um, aren't talking about anything. It's like it's it's like the Fox News type of you know people who are like, oh, socialism. He was a socialist and he was socialist and he was too weak on foreign policy. It's like motherfucker, he wasn't a socialist and he started more wars than George W. Bush did. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so it's like it's, it's it's a lack of information um, due to you know corporate propaganda, but also um, I, I I I hesitate to say that. Trump is not as bad as people say because I'm not affected by the policies that are the worst of his. Um, You know the shit going on at the border as much as as much as people like to say, but it started under Obama. It's like yeah, but it's like ten million times worse now. You know.
1: I mean, I don't under as far as immigration, I don't. You know, having just wide open, unlimited borders, which I don't think with or without a wall, I don't think we have that anyway.
0: Nobody that I am aware of is advocating is advocating for open borders, um, uh, but and there's but there's no excuse for like what we there's no excuse for what the Obama administration did, but there is far less of an excuse to uh, to treat refugees the way that we're treat people who are fleeing violence and uh, threats of being murdered in their home countries to when they come to our border and uh what is it um apply for asylum to to have to be separated from their children and put them in detention centers indefinitely
1: because they were coming from central america not even they came through mexico right right but Mo- yeah most of the
0: people who are who are in these detention centers at the border not mexican they're from like guatemala other countries that that the united states government fucking overthrew or you know inst- like instigated violence and like fucked with their governments. And now they're coming to our country to escape that violence. So it's like, it's a, it's a circular thing. It's incredibly inhumane and it doesn't make sense. Like you, the argument, the argument you're making about like, um, not having an open border. That's like, not even, that's not even the argument against the detention centers. Like it doesn't need to happen that way. Like there's no reason for that to happen. These people are seeking asylum legally. So it just, it just shows a lack of humanity in, Maybe not even just Trump as an individual, but the the people he surrounded himself with, because he, he surrounded himself with some really uh, fucking terrible people, uh, way worse than him. Because I think Trump Trump's a shithead, whatever. Like clearly, um, clearly pretty racist in a lot of ways, but he surrounded himself with people who are who are legitimately sadistic people, like um, like Stephen Miller and other folks like that. Um, so it, in that way. It, if if I were to say, yes, I would vote for Joe Biden, it's for reasons like that, because he's going to have pieces of shit in his administration, too, but he's not going to have like open white nationalists in his or uh, in his, you know, administration. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it... I was going to ask you something related to Trump. And now I can't think of what. Oh, oh no, it was about the um, about the Supreme Court. So the right. whole the whole thing with Mitch McConnell delaying the Supreme Court decision indefinitely in total bad faith. Well, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I think that that I think that was like as bad as the impeachment stuff they're doing. I think yeah. that was just a um yeah. I mean it it was a shitty move um you know. And I was, just, and I was the,
0: the only reason I'm, I'm not trying to like do a gotcha question, I was just curious cuz you no, said No, I don't one of I don't think it reasons. was the right
1: I don't think it was the right way to do it. I, I don't uh, yeah. you know, I just Yeah, it does and it doesn't hold. I mean, yeah. I mean They would have done the same thing. You know and that's I, I, that's the where thing I thing is they, I don't know
0: if I I don't know if they would have though I don't know if yeah. they would have because I it, listen no one's more I was just the assume they they're the other side is gonna do right the same thing yeah but I just that's what they do I, I, yeah again I, I'm I'm incredibly critical of the Democrats but um I other than like the impeachment stuff I don't even think it comes to the same level but the way that Mitch McConnell specifically is just I mean when Obama became president, he was just like, our main goal is to make sure that he doesn't get anything through, even if it's shit we fucking agree with. And he did it. And like that's 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 indi- indicative of uh, a failed government. It's not working anymore because he's intentionally saying, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do my job, you know. Right. And that, and, and that- in a lot of ways, you know, someone like Nancy Pelosi is doing the same thing, you know, um, resolutions for a Green New Deal. Uh, for canceling student debt, for Medicare for All, those have all been introduced to the House floor, and she refuses to vote on them. Yeah.
1: I think that was the one of the things that I, um, when I watched all the impeachment stuff, or I had it on all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, and, you know, C-SPAN has been around a lot. You can watch Congress anytime you want. Yeah. It's pretty boring. But, uh, you know, through these hearings where they, where you actually start seeing them, all together working you realize like oh my god they're all they are all the same mm-hmm. and just the the it's a hive mind the stuff aoc's the, talked about it yeah and the stuff that they um it's frustrating because you you know i was always fascinated, fascinated by like one thing i like about like parliament and every every once in a while you'll see like videos, videos on youtube like insane, yeah. oh my god just or the par- parliament's like are throwing chairs at each other and going
0: going crazy, <laughs> Just but like it's screaming, like, and then they all like stand up and cheer for their guy like really loud. It's, yeah, it's wild. but at
1: least you know when I, when you think back to like the the early American government, you know, and the and the founding fathers, and the you know they said, I mean, those guys like yelled and they it was they they were having heated arguments all the time. But I feel like there was like it's like that, and that's okay. You know, at the worst case, you know, we have to go out and duel. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, that, that I, I think it's almost gone the other way where it's like now they, they it's like they're not I'd rather see them yell and scream at each other mm-hmm. than do the bullshit they do than do do this this real passive aggressive stuff that they do.
0: Yeah. And it's like half of it is theater, like at least when they're screaming at each other, you know, they're like being legitimate, whereas in these instances, it's all very calculated. And like, I'm trying to get this soundbite. So they play it on, you know, MSNBC. I'm trying to get this soundbite. So they play it on Fox and like. It, yeah, it's all it's all theater. It's all like it, it's all bad faith, and and it's rarely somebody standing up for their own ideology. It's instead it's them standing up for their own party. You I mean, you mean?
1: fight and scream with your significant other, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, hopefully it never gets physical, but I mean, it, right. But it's like you ha- you have some pretty intense arguments with people that you that you deeply deeply love, right? Uh, and then passionate about it and you're passionate about it and the and the only way and it always gets resolved sometimes it doesn't I mean whatever but let's but let's say like in your your most heated argument when it finally gets resolved one side has had to compromise or both sides but Mm -hmm. there has been like you've said like all right you know what? You were right. You were right. I was right. wrong.
0: We said some things we didn't mean. Or yeah. Hand, or
1: um, or you've met halfway. Or um, or you didn't meet halfway. Mm-hmm. One one side said, "You know what? This is. I, I still disagree with you, but I'm gonna. We're gonna go with yours, your idea, to paint the room green, even though I hate green and I and I'm adamantly opposed to it. But you know, we're we're not gonna paint." anything if one if we don't come to some sort of decision mm-hmm. and uh and i yeah that's i wish there was more of that where it's like just you know convince like, you know convince me like you know have like a re- an actual debate where it's like you know you have your opinion i have my opinion let's debate it and put the facts out there mm-hmm. um and the best you know set of facts should i mean should in theory convince me if you present a better argument and i'm willing to to you know to go with it then in theory i will i will not in it in cave is not the right word cave Mm -hmm. is a very like cave is like oh i i lost
0: but to find an agreement something that you can both agree to um yeah, I, f- I feel like my brain is a little bit fried at this point, so I don't know if I yeah, can be, but- if I can be um, eloquent about what I want to say. Because in some instances, I think that that does happen. Um, but in instances like with that Supreme Court thing with Mitch McConnell or with the fucking impeachment, this is all again, this is all theater. They they are able to to reach bipartisan consensus on things like the military budget. They have no problem doing that. Um, (laughs) it's it's when it it's when it comes down to shit that actually uh affects real people where like they 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 refuse to even have the argument they refuse to even talk about it they refuse to bring it to the floor all that kind of stuff um and yeah but what you're talking about is yeah that that's how it's designed to work it should happen that way uh but it regularly doesn't and i think it comes down to what i mean aoc again aoc's talked about it she said you know this first year in congress has been I hope every single every single event that we do, even if it's not a partisan thing, they split you up by whatever party you're in and you're only hanging out with the people in your fucking party. And it's like, well, how are you ever supposed to to befriend these people or uh, consider them a close colleague when literally everything you do in Congress is segregated based on that? Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think I don't I don't know I can't remember anything that you've maybe said about AOC. I think you've been critical of her, but I honestly think that you I th- I think if you watched more like again same with Bernie like unedited shit of her I think you would like her a lot more than you realize because um, she's not as radical as she's painted by by either either n- cable news stations. Um, no, I just she, thought she was yeah. yeah.
1: It, you know, I just thought that she was a, a passionate waitress that got elected Mm -hmm. and then came right in and was like you know just and i i think she probably i think the party probably did this a little bit too i think my my first reaction was hey why don't you just like settle in a little bit and like listen but what was the
0: thing what was was, it was can you remember what the thing was specifically
1: oh i i think it was her i yeah i think it was her her deal about i guess it was a green new deal or whatever but that How the the world was going to be gone in 12 years, and if we don't, I mean, I think the Green New Deal was, it was something like that, where Mm -hmm. it was just because I feel like she's been pretty quiet now for a while, or maybe it's just that, you know, the shit that I watch on TV probably isn't covering her at all. They well, covered her a lot well, well, right here's, in the beginning.
0: Here, here's the thing. They're not covering her because a lot of her public appearances are in favor of, for with Bernie. You know, she's campaigning for Bernie. So they're like, all right, let's not talk about it. Oh, yeah. She's popular. Let's not fucking talk about her. Um, yeah, I mean, her first action, it was for the Green New Deal, but her first action was to to join a sit-in at Pelosi's office, which I think is fucking badass. Um, but, yeah, I would, I, would, I would encourage you to uh, – it's on Netflix. It's called Knock Down the House. It's a, it's a documentary – follows her and three other candidates who all lost uh who lost their elections. And is she but have to, she election. has a run again this fall, doesn't she? She's got thirteen opponents. Oh my god. And they've all got like crazy super packs and shit. So it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. So has she only been in is it only a two year term? Yeah, the house is two every two years. It's got a rerun insane. every two every, years. I thought it was so much. longer than fucking, that. Like that there, there's not even time to do your goddamn job. I like really thought it was much for longer. Maybe than a that. year and then you're and then you're campaigning again. And that's something that she that's something that she puts forward in her ads online and stuff. She she's like, Hey, you're seeing this Facebook ad because I'm not I'm not wasting a bunch of time calling donors and and, and wasting time doing stuff like that. Like I'm out doing my job and campaigning for Bernie and like mo- doing pushing this movement forward and you know, not selling you out to the 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 corporate interests um, which i think is pretty fucking bad like she her like all all the people that um are vilified by the media uh in the democratic party are the only ones that i identify with at all like nancy pelosi dog shit uh all of them they're all they're all terrible um which i mean which which is just indicative of the fact that we have to (coughs) we have to have a party that actually represents working people because because then you get into more situations like Bernie's in right now where he has to kowtow into to all of these bad faith attacks against him. And he has to be he has to hold himself to a standard that the rest of the candidates don't have to, because if he doesn't, then they'll be like, look, look at how bad he's being. But they won't do that to Joe Biden. You know,
1: well, I'm hoping that what happens is, you know, w- with people like me, you know, that, you know, if we voted for Trump, you know, because we were just tired of the career politicians or or you know, for whatever reason. Um, and then, you know, I hope what happens is that this ends up just being, this was a really good check just to the system, right? Uh, and that maybe people like me and, and other people will be like, all right, well, maybe maybe Trump wasn't a good choice. But, but you know, it's done now. And, and you know, we learned a lot. And, you know, come 24... I would, my hope for 24 is that, I mean, for once, could they, could we just have like, can each party put up an amazing person? <laughs> Why is I that mean, so hard? I mean, I, like, that's what I don't understand.
0: My, my position is that the Democratic Party has that opportunity right now and they're trying to stop it from happening. I mean, no, no, nobody has been more consistent than Bernie Sanders on all of the issues. I mean, he's a good fucking person. And then that's a fatal flaw of his. He won't attack Biden as strongly as he needs to. Um, I know you obviously have your hesitations with Bernie, but like in my opinion, there will never be a more pure candidate that runs for office than Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Because like, he's never fucking like you watch clips from him 40 years ago. He's saying the exact same shit, fighting for the exact same thing. He's never taken corporate money. He's never, you know, he's never sold out the people that elected him the way that every other politician has, including Donald Trump.
1: When I think a lot of that stuff is what's made him grow on me mm-hmm. that, um, You know, as I made more of an effort to learn about him, you know, because I think initially you just saw him as like I saw him as like a just a grumpy old, you know, third party
0: Mm kind of guy. Yeah. I don't
1: even think that I saw him as a Democrat. I think I saw him as like, yeah, as just like a third party. Um, And, you know, it's so funny, but it's like I I think it was like when when Larry David Actually started to do Bernie impressions on mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. I started to like Bernie more because I loved uh, Larry David's character, and and uh, and I loved the, like all the things I loved about Larry David. I started then. I finally started to like you're see like, it in Bernie.
0: Yeah, you're like, wait, if he said that like Larry David says it, I think I kind of like it. Well, I
1: mean, I know that's <laughs> not the right, but I but no, at, no, at the I'm very least, I was like, oh wait. Like the like the, the grumpy, like all the personality traits about Bernie uh, bothered me a lot less. Meaning, like mm-hmm. you know, just trying to trying to picture him as commander in chief. Like I know you want to get out of all wars and everything, but people are gonna. I mean, we are we're, we're always gonna have enemies, world and en- global enemies, and mm-hmm. and ha- you know how would a how would a Bernie Sanders have approached um, you know a, an actual attack? On a on on our country, and when and when a country when we have an embassy in another country and they attack an embassy is technically uh, territory. You know, territory, ter- yeah, it's, it, it is effectively the United States. Um, you know, or or nine eleven or something like that. I yeah, you know, I'd be I I would just I'm not saying he wouldn't handle it well, but I mean I need to, to know itself, how yeah. he would handle uh, a military crisis because those are not going to stop.
0: I don't know. This this gets way back into totally another yeah. What we were talking about before. I just our military is so huge, and there's such there's such a uh, there's such a threat of just nuclear holocaust for the entire world. That I mean, I don't I don't foresee like a legitimate military threat happening. You know, because we I don't think I do either. Because we we are we are the empire. Like we are the untouchable fucking like we. We're enormous. We're vast. Like they're, it's just not. I don't see it ever happening. But I, I under, I understand what you're, what you mean though. Like, uh, how how would he how would he respond to it? How would he respond to o- other things? And that's that's something that I have to remind myself is that I I, I've been in an advantageous position in regards to Bernie because I was introduced to him like on the Bill Maher show years and years ago, and I always really liked what he had to say. Um, but I never really heard about him outside of that. And then uh, I heard he was running against Hillary or he was running for president and his only opponent was Hillary Clinton. I was like, holy shit, this guy's running for president. Like, I love this fucking guy. And like, that was my introduction to him. A lot of people's introduction to him was something on Fox news, something on CNN, and they all hate him. Whereas Bill Maher, Bill Maher is not as sympathetic to him anymore. But like when I was introduced to him, it was like, here's the independent Senator from Vermont. And I was like, we have fucking independent senators. I didn't fucking know that. And then he was saying all this stuff that I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. Like, I didn't know this is stuff that we could like want or could have. Uh, so I started from a position of sympathy, whereas a lot of people are having to come around to him after having been gaslighted about him for all these years. I think people who otherwise might like him, but they don't realize it because the media does not portray him in, um, in a fair light. They, they treat him like he's an extremist and that he's wild and that, He's just like pie in the sky kind of guy, but really he's very he's very common sense. He talks to people like they're fucking people, um, but it's very it's very easy to get a clip of him seeming like a crazy person and, and just talking down about him.
1: Well, and and I and I know that now, mm-hmm. um, and and it makes me like him even more. And then on top of the fact, then uh, it it really I didn't I didn't see what was happening to him until I think you pointed it out. Mm. Uh, but def, definitely in the past week. Uh, I think it was it was him being on Fox. Yeah. Um, and then just the all of the other candidates just seemingly overnight retracting every negative thing they've ever said about
0: Biden and, and then like supporting Biden damning stuff. It's not it's yeah. not just like, well, we disagree with him on this issue. It's like, no, he's a race. He's racist. He's literally a racist piece of shit. And now they're by supporting the way, just kidding. Him. I want him to be president.
1: Right. So that made me like Bernie more. And then to cap it off, like Bernie, I know, I know he he maybe he should, but um, just um, his just just ethically, the fact that he continues to say that Biden is his friend and he doesn't say anything bad about Biden that makes me like him e- even more.
0: Well, that's good to hear because that annoys me, but uh, Paige brought this up the other day too. She's like he ha- she's like he's a he's a a genuinely good person and I think he does consider Joe Biden a friend and like he has to be genuine to himself. He can't he and he like that's just his nature is like being a good person.
1: And Biden has been losing his temper with people more everybody. and more and more. People. And my impression of Biden was always this you know, I thought he had every bit as much poise and character as, as Obama did,
0: and that's and that's why he's and winning. he doesn't have any of that now. That's why he's winning these primaries is because the majority of people who are voting in these Democratic primaries have that perspective, I think, or have that perception. Oh, they just Biden. haven't
1: really been watching recently. Right. People, yeah.
0: people are not engaged to the level that you and I are. I I am surrounded by a lot of people who are pretty hyper engaged or. Are engaged to a certain. Actually, a lot of comedians are not. A lot of comedians have told me that they get all of their news from me, and I'm like, I mean that that makes my ego go crazy <laughs> in like a positive way, but I'm like, that's not good though. Right. That's not good that you're getting all your information from you me. Have like, I'm balan- still, you have to balance. You have to balance. I'm out. still just a dipshit that's on Twitter too much. Like I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I do have a minor in poly size, so that means something, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of people who vote aren't super checked in or, or the way that they're checked in is just like, they watch their one show or their one network and that's it. And they're only going to get that one perspective. And that goes back to like, you know, seeking things outside of that. Otherwise you're just full of shit. You're just in your bubble. Yeah. And you can still,
1: you know, it, it may or may not change your mind, but you, you need to give people a chance to argue their point. And you need to be open to that. And you, and if you're going to do it though, you have to be open to the fact that they might convince you, and that's o- that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. I can, um, you know, if, if uh, you know, I I could live with
0: myself if I voted for Bernie, even though I think well, that, that's good because you're going to have to. Gonna it's going to be legislated that you have to vote for him every four years for the rest of your fucking life.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't like how you know. I don't like how that how most attempts at communism uh or mark really marxism you know most attempts of that throughout history has have have led to horrible outcomes but but that but and a lot of people argue well that wasn't true communism or mm-hmm. that wasn't true and yeah but i but again it's like you know we are human beings and we're not gonna make uh you know i think inherently. Uh, things will always become authoritarian, you know, authoritarian. Authoritarianism, yeah. yeah. I mean, whether but, it's well, Pelosi but when, or know. Trump or anybody, I mean, they're all, I mean, they're all, they're all doing it. You know, they're all using their power, um, you know, probably way past the point where it's a, appropriate. But, right. you know, it's just the way it is. And, and, it, and I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying, you know, you, you can't, you can't discount
0: the human factor. Yeah. Well, I, w- I would also say that, um, you know, whether it's straight up capitalism or a much more socialized society, the the system that we live in can remain the same. Like ha- having more social programs, which is not straight up communism, um, does not necessarily lend itself to authoritarianism. In in fact, I think. Any economic system that you have can lend itself to authoritarianism. And I think in a lot of ways, we're seeing ourselves progress that way more and more towards the way that corporations are able to have power over our lives, you know, Um, the way that, again, Amazon and Disney and all these companies are taking over everything that you consume. And there's like this kind of hive mind. Um, And we are in a fortunate position where the Internet has decentralized all media and there's certainly a lot of noise and a lot of disinformation but it's also easier than ever to like seek out the truth um and and find what that is instead of just being told by you know walter cronkite how it was
1: yeah and 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 decide what you believe in mm-hmm. like what are your values um and do you share those, you know, what, because I mean, there, there are going to be, and, and what are the, what are the deal breakers? You know, I mean, if you, you know, somebody that you're friends with, for instance, you know, and they check, all, you know, you, again, they check all the boxes, but then are there, are there things on there you know, if you had a friend that said like, I, I believe in everything that you do, uh, but I also believe that you should be able to murder any, just anybody you want. You know that'd probably be a deal breaker for a lot of people, <laughs> but it's like you have. But until you know, until you make your own list of values or what you believe in, it's it's hard to make a. It's hard to 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 choose who to who to follow if you don't even know what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, even prior, and that that's even before like researching a candidate or anything like that. Because I think what a lot of people do is like I don't know that they know what they believe in. Yeah, but they just follow somebody that's a powerful leader. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's happened many. Oh, times. Oh yeah, there's
0: certainly a lot of that. A lot of people who have uh, opinions that are not their own opinions, but just opinions that they've consumed, and they're like, "Oh, that's the way it is," because I trust this this person that's talking for whatever reason. Uh, so there's a lot of that. Um, yeah, just at the end of the day, a lot of people are not checked in. They're not. They just don't. I don't even know if it's that they don't care, but they—it's just too much. Uh, Not everybody has the luxury to be super plugged in, so that's something to consider. But yeah, it's or uh, they're too plugged in. Maybe that's a problem too—that there's 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 actually
1: just so much out there now that you become overwhelmed, uh, or you don't know what to believe, Mm -hmm. or you're only looking at one thing because the algorithms too Hmm. are going to continue to to
0: make shit worse. It's so yeah. bad, man. Yeah. It's it, so bad. And it's made, I mean, I I literally have a social media addiction. I'm a, like um it's bad. The algorithms bad, man. It's probably worse for other people who are sus- who are more susceptible to like propaganda and stuff, yeah. uh, which is a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um
1: And then that's probably where the Russian right. interference um could probably actually be making, you know, when I said like I don't unless Russia changed my vote Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that they interfered in or, the election or that or that it's like as but important they as they
0: act like it did. Right. And they did, but it was like it, it's it was almost inconsequential. It, it's la- it's laughable. Like the shit like with the ads that they're talking about like those like 16 Russian uh, fucking trolls that bought Facebook ads. They spent like a, a few thousand dollars on Facebook and it all happened like near the end of the election or after the election. Uh, I I don't want to get into all that shit, but it's like the shit that actually happened is like nothing. And if that if you think that swayed the election, you're fucking gullible as hell. Yeah. You're, or more, it could gu- have been. you're more gullible than you think the people who fell for those ads are. Right, right. And when you talk
1: about people buying a lot, elect- I mean, I mean, Bloomberg had enough money to buy the election and obviously it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the validity of um, I mean, he couldn't buy my vote.
0: Oh yeah, no and there's no, no, there's not... more people who said they wouldn't vote for Bloomberg over Trump than than, than Biden even. Um no, I that that is that is inter- I mean one it's he was he was clearly at a disadvantage cuz he just started. So if he had started at the same time as Bernie, I think he would have done better. But I mean that is it it is it's a relief to find out that you can't just simply throw as much money as you possibly can into something that late in the game and and still win. But um like Bloomberg putting his money into like a Biden campaign or anything else like that, that certainly has power and you can certainly buy an election that way or through your fucking, your Comcast media mouthpieces on MSNBC. Um, there, There's other ways of buying elections via just via propaganda.
1: So uh, I don't know if this is a final question or not.
0: You end this whenever you want. We've only been talking for three plus hours.
1: So, if Biden gets the nomination, uh, do you just not vote? Because you're not voting for Trump. Right? Oh, definitely
0: not. I would uh, at at the bare minimum. I would vote down the ticket and then just not vote in that category. Like that would be that would be the furthest protest that I would do. If there's a third party but candidate, but you cannot that I really vote aligned, for Biden. I I might. Yeah. I said I, I said on a podcast last night that I would if it, if push came to shove that I would do it. For the same reason that I voted for Clinton, whether or not I changed my mind, that's possible. Part of that is because I don't want anyone thinking that they uh, they can take my vote for granted, because that's all you have. That's all you have to hold against these motherfuckers is your vote. Right. Um, and if you can cons- set Bernie has done it and it's frustrating. He's like, I think I think Biden could beat Trump. And if I lose, I will endorse Biden. And that's fucking stupid because you're providing you're giving them consent to fucking cheat you. Um. So, like, don't do that. And it's frustrating that the – the I don't think you're doing this because at this point I think it's a legitimate question to ask. Um, but like people who – people did that from the very beginning. As soon as Bernie joined the fray, they're like, are you going to vote for whoever else it is when Bernie loses? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that's not what – that's not the conversation. We There's no reason in, to have a primary if that's the, if that's the framing that we're going to go into it with. Will you support whatever candidate it is? Fuck no, I won't because otherwise why are we doing this?
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because – and so, for me, if it was Bernie against Trump, mm-hmm. um, and I can, I can honestly say this, you've you've convinced me. I think to vote for Bernie. Yeah. But if it's Trump Biden, that's not a. I I don't know. I'm not sure You're because not sure. now now I feel like I'm back to like four years ago. <laughs> you know, um,
0: back when those guys yeah. were uh,
1: middle aged. Because Bernie can actually make a difference and Bernie, Bernie can address, you know, my, my biggest concern, which is healthcare costs. Right. And you know, I am getting older. So, I mean, healthcare is going to continue to be Mm -hmm. a a major issue for me, not just being self-employed, but, but being my age. Um, but
0: so, well, okay. So let's, let's, let's move closer to the present time. Like I assume you're going to vote in the primary. Are you, I, I'm not going to, well, I will ask you, what would you, are you going to vote for Bernie or you think you're going to vote for Biden? Or are you going to throw up for Tulsi?
1: No, I no, I want, I want, I would like to see Bernie. Um, I would like to see Bernie have a shot at Trump. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I would vote Bernie over Biden.
0: Hell yeah. Well, you should do it early. Vote early. Cause I'm going to vote early. Yeah. And all of you out there, make sure you vote early. And this is where we're going to end the conversation. Anything you want to plug, Michael? No, I have nothing. to put. <laughs> I, Come on, you do awesome videos and shit. You can at least plug that. There's four people that listen to this, and none of them are going to buy your services. You but. can go to
1: holdercreative.com and see uh, a a tiny fraction of, of his penis. Of, uh, that's mostly the 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 videos that I'm excited about. A lot of the videos that I do, I do a lot of corporate industrial video, Ugh, and I do, through, I do them through I do them through through ad agencies. So they're they're not even my clients, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm really, I'm not always at liberty to share them on my Vimeo page. Gotcha. Um, So a lot of the stuff that's on my Vimeo page is uh, nonprofit stuff or personal stuff that I do. Um, But uh, yeah, and I still dabble in comedy a little bit, but there's nothing there I wanna, I don't, you know, I've never been
0: one to promote
1: shows because I never have <laughs> I never. Well, have, listen, uh, man.
0: Neither do I, but it doesn't stop me. Uh, we're gonna have, we'll have Michael on the show at twenties over the next couple months. We're not sure what those dates are gonna be coming up, but we'll have we'll have you on. I still
1: like to tell jokes. Yeah,
0: every Michael's a now. very funny comedian. I don't know if you have any clips on YouTube, but check him out. Uh, can I get you to say vote Bernie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, vote Bernie. From Michael's lips to your ears, vote for Bernie. Take care of one another. Namaste.